Hello and welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and it's that time again. I am joined by my lovely co-host. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm Condor Man. I like That's not bad. That's not a bad impression. Bit too sort of faux New Yorky, I think. Yeah, probably. But, you know, that's because I'm... That's because I've got the New York streets in my blood. <laughs> as well as other things. When I'm you sure. grow up on a doorstep covered in filth, having to fight your way through the streets just to survive, you'll understand. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not Daredevil or, you know, Spider-Man. <laughs> the, the Norfolk Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you could be, uh, you know, uh, I suppose, what, what would be... A superhero figure for Norfolk is, I mean, there'd be like Coleman's uh, mustard, so you could be mustard yeah. man. Well, it's got to be like Cap- Captain Turnip. Oh, why are turnips big? Well, I don't know. The sugar beet, uh, there's a lot of rapeseed, but I don't think you want to call yourself rape man. <laughs> that would not be a good choice. That would be actually, be, uh, yeah, you should um, go with that, rape man. <laughs> Pigs. I'll rape you uh, with my inbreeding. seed. I'll, yeah, I'll rape you with yeah. my seed, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's mainly inbreeding, isn't it? So it'd be like three legged man, the tripod, mm. Captain Five. I was going to say five fingers, but uh, yeah, I thought, no. I don't know. Fucking Captain Two Heads. Fuck your mum, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be a superhero. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he can team up with Rape Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go and solve crimes and stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, um, how are you? Are you you're good? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're slightly less sweaty today. I mean, it's not cold. And the thunderstorms haven't happened yet. I don't know if we're still getting them, but yeah, it's muggy. It's very muggy. Is that is that only a term British people use, muggy? I think so, or close. That's another one, isn't it? It's a bit close, yeah. Um, muggy. Um, yeah, adjective of the weather. Unpleasantly warm and humid. Uh, yeah, because you, you never hear, Mon Dieu, at sad it is very muggy. It's not really, a, not really a thing, is it? Not really. I think it's just English. You don't hear yeah. our Yankee Doodle dandy friends say much, you know, say that much either, do you? You know. No, for them it's just hot enough to burn the skin off the back of a whore. I think that's about <laughs> it, really. Um, yeah, you're right. It is. It's. Uh, it is a bit more pleasant uh, today than it has been. So we shouldn't complain about the hot weather, really, should we? But you know what I mean. No, I got. I actually got sunburnt last weekend, which is ludicrous. We went, we went down to the, the uh, east coast and weirdly it was it was it was on a Saturday morning it was quite it felt chilly chilly enough that other people like Becca and her family were wearing jumpers and, and thin jackets I thought I'd man up and just have shorts and t-shirt on and it was cloudy I burnt the fuck out of myself that morning I got home later on and it's like you look in the mirror and you think why is there a red light in here then you realize you haven't turned the light oh it's me I'm glowing what mm. a bell end so that yeah very stupid. Yeah. Don't do it, children. No, it's not. You'll end up looking like a scrotum. <laughs> yeah. I when I was younger, I always wanted to have a like a tan. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. I, I'm very pale, so it, it just never happens. And uh, so yeah, I mean, my, I'm, I'm quite freckly as well in places. Um, so you know, it just brings out the freckles as well. But yeah, I'm saying we just, went just around the base of the penis. Yes, just around my knob. We. Um, 
uh, went to the beach um, recently and it was a hot day and we were out in it all day and I, I put some cream on and stuff you know I still got a little bit red but I didn't put anything on my legs I never bothered with my legs I just think because you don't think about your legs like you know you think about no your, your, they never seem to burn or tan they'd always even if I went brown my legs still yeah I look like I've got a leg transplant so. yes so but so but I my legs got a little bit burnt and they're starting to peel a little bit now which uh, you know was probably because I fell asleep in the sun a little bit for five minutes <laughs> did you have a hanky around your head with a knot tied in each corner <laughs> it's with my string vest yeah <laughs> anyway we're not we're not here to talk about the fucking weather Jesus Christ what are we doing this, this we're turning into middle-aged men Talking about the yeah. weather. Um, Ooh, the weather, and when I was young and on holiday, parents didn't care about skin cancer. They give you factor, one load of factor four all day, and then, yeah, after a couple of days, you were completely completely brown, but with a white buttocks and, and genital area. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember ever wearing sun uh, cream when I was a kid, if I was honest. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, all these little whinging bastards these... Oh, this is the wrong show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do one of those soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah. anyway, yes, we are here to mm. talk about uh, a film from my childhood, I guess. Um, a kid's film, um, because we are talking about films that we used watched many, many, many years ago and we haven't seen for a long, long time. And so just to see whether they live up to the memory or if actually they soil that memory and take a big dump on it. And yeah, that's that's kind of the gist, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the jizz of the situation. Yeah, so nail on the there head. There you are. Um, so uh, last time we spoke, we spoke about BMX Bandits, which was your choice. Um, yes. And um, generally speaking, I think we acknowledged, you know, it, it's a bit rubbish, but we quite enjoyed it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, you know. Pretty much. Um, so Condor Man from 1981. Had you ever heard of it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd heard of it, and um, when watching it, it, ter- it turns out I have seen probably the first three minute of it, minutes of it before. Um, just, well, well, we'll explain it in the film, but after the title sequence, uh, there's someone on the, what's that fucking tall thing in Paris called? Eiffel Tower. There you go. Look at those jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, yeah, just as you got to the Eiffel Tower, I remember, I remember switching over. Oh, and that's that's as far as I ever got with Condor Man. Okay, how old roughly would you have been? Ooh, let's see. We're definitely talking pre-pubic period. Um, right. I'm just thinking. I probably was. I was probably wearing a grey, probably wearing a grey sweatshirt at the time, bought off a market with some kind of hooky Night Rider eighteen type scenario on the front. Probably seven, I guess, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, um, well, I don't know how I watched Condor Man, I think, or, or, or where it kind of came to my attention, I should say. Uh, it was probably one of those that w- was on TV and then I recorded it and then I just watched it over and over again. And for a period of time, you know, I did this with films, I would just watch it and rewatch it. So I must have been quite young when I watched it. Can't remember exactly how old, but I haven't seen this film probably since I, well, I was like similar to you, maybe seven, nine years old, something like that. Um, funny, because my mum was um, around here the other day and um, I'd got it on in the background because I was making a few notes and whatever. And uh, 
I, I, she said, oh, what's this? And um, I said, well, it's Condor Man. You, you remember watching it when I was a kid? She says, no, no, not really. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it hundreds of times, hundreds. Oh. Yeah, because your mum used to just leave you alone. So you just, just watch that, just watch that, just watch that. I can't do the accent. Just watch that, Christopher. And they used to leave you alone and go drinking in the kitchen. Yeah. So I was a bit, you know, you know, uh, taken aback. I thought, oh wow, she'd remember because it's, you know, the the, um, the actor in it, Michael Crawford, who plays um, Woody Wilkins, who's the star of the of the movie. I guess if you, he he plays Condor Man, um, and yeah. um, I mean Michael Crawford's like really well known in Britain anyway, at least um, for I mean some mothers do have them. That's that's how I. No, uh, Michael Crawford. Uh, Indeed, yep. Back in the days when they used to pay them little amounts of money and make them do all their own stunts. Yeah, well, that was the thing. See, I mean, for for other people, I don't know if they ever remade it in, uh, you know, America Land or other places. Because, um, like, <laughs> with uh, I mean, like with Steptoe and Son, which again was created over here. Um, but then that was um, remade in uh, for American audiences, um, and it's called Sanford and Son. But with some mothers, do they do- have rag and bone men in America? Um, I, I, I guess, or you know, it's like you know, uh, I, I never watched the American version, so I don't know. But it, I guess it was sort of like set, set in a junkyard, you know, it's that kind of thing. Mm. Oh. But uh, I wonder if they changed them to like hot dog sellers or something, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I've never watched it. It got one of those. If it's quite a, an iconic theme tune. I mean, you know, um, yeah, the, our American um, listeners will know what that is. But in terms of some mothers do, do have them. That was, I don't know if that ever got translated to, you know, American audiences or, you know, worldwide. It, I've always known it as like a, a you know, a BBC comedy. Um, yeah. And it, like you said, the thing about it was that um, um, Michael Crawford, who played Frank Spencer, uh, very accident prone, um, you know, would always get himself off into scrapes. I think the whole thing about him was that he was always looking for a job, wasn't he? He was always trying to get work, yeah. but he would always do something to fuck it up. I mean, my memory of it is that it was a really, really funny show. And like you said, he would always do his own stunts. There's that, that famous scene where he's on roller skates and he's belting down. And, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. You know, and he's, he's just <laughs> like, you know, he'd always do his own stunts. Um, but the thing about him is... if. I, I never, you could never quite figure him out in as much as that he was married and he got a daughter, but he was camp as anything. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I mean, his catchphrase was, oh, Betty, you know, and um, and he would just, he would, all of his, like, you know, kind of facial expressions and the way he spoke was so camp. Like, you think, well, he's gay. You know, is he gay or what? You know what I mean? But... But yeah, I, I maybe maybe he was, but he couldn't be on the BBC, so they just had to give him a wife. Yeah, but, but people, I mean, this was there was like a live, um, not a laugh track, but like a live audience, I guess, kind of uh, people laughing along to it because they had that on, yeah. you know, um, on the show. But people would howl at his, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, sort of motions and movements and th- what he did and everything. And like, because it was funny enough, it was on around Christmas time. It was on BBC Two. And you know, we're, we are in that era now where, uh, you know, you can't, you have to make excuses for history, <laughs> you know? And, yes. and it's like, so it, this was on on BBC Two, uh, like I said, Christmas time, uh, just gone. 
and the announcer that be, said before it came on, uh, there are views and language expressed in this that wouldn't be acceptable nowadays. And I was thinking, okay. Uh, so I watched it for that reason only, mainly, you know. And, um, <laughs> and there, there's like these kids calling him a puff, um, which, you know, it, but it, it's just, it was of its time. I mean, it, fuck me, it was 1973, yeah. it came out, do you know what I mean? So but Also, we know he's not the alleged puff because he's married. Yes. Kid. I mean, all right. Technically, he still could be, but he still loves his wife. So, the really, the joke's on them for not knowing him. It's not the joke about the character or his his whatever. Because sexuality, we the they don't. Yes. Yes. Um, so that that's how I know Michael Crawford. But then, obviously, he was um, the Phantom of the Opera as well. Um, made very famous with Andrew Lloyd Webber, which I must admit I've never mm-hmm. never seen. Uh, I've seen the film, The Phantom of the Opera. I've not seen the live version. Kay has. No, I haven't. I, 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 I have no wish to, but, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, I saw the film with Gerard Butler. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I, you know the songs and stuff like that. But apparently he was made um, world famous for that role. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a clip of him being uh, interviewed by Larry King in 1991 about you know about him and his role as as the phantom and all that kind of stuff so there you go um also stars oliver reed um yes uh you know famous actor again from britain uh like to drink i think it's fair to say oh didn't didn't he just uh, yeah. yeah he's um his last role was in gladiator um where mm-hmm. they quite famously uh you know he died whilst he was filming it and then they did a bit of jiggery pokery i think to you know make, yeah make sure he, he fit in a bit a bit like uh brandon lee and the crow i guess but um i'm yeah. sure there's a scene in gladiator where he gets spoiler he gets stabbed in the back and it's like they're stabbing a dummy in the back or something it doesn't look quite yeah. right um was there, was there a story that, that oliver reed uh oliver reed was it keith moon became friends uh they were oh like God. two notorious <laughs> drinkers yeah uh, and Keith, Keith Moon was flying over Oliver Reed's house in a helicopter, and he was trying to shoot it down with a shotgun. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise and, me. Uh, he ended up just land, ended up landing, and then just getting drunk together. Hmm. <laughs> Which is amazing. You wouldn't get away with that now either. No, no. Um, Imagine that. Oh, Ed Sheeran and uh, oh, who the fuck is Chris famous? Martin uh, <laughs> from Coldplay? Yeah, Ed, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because that'd be. Ed Ed, Sheer, Ed Sheeran was riding round Chris Martin's house on a penny farthing, and Chris Martin was throwing sticks of celery at him. That would be the modern <laughs> equivalent. And they got together and had a smoothie and became best pals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barbara Carrera, who plays uh, Natalia. Um, uh, I've only ever seen her in Never Say Never Again, the the sort of spin-off Bond. It wasn't an official Bond movie, but it was one that Sean Connery yeah. came back in in 1983, and she played a bad guy in it. And um, I think she's quite good in that. But that, that and this are the only two things I've ever seen her in, really. Um, and then you got James. Same, same. I knew I recognised her. Yes, uh, you got James Hampton, who uh, he actually now go on right. I recognise him. Yes. I'm not entirely sure where from, but is he is he Team Wolf's dad in Team Wolf? He is, yes. There oh, you thank go. God I recognise him from some ways. Probably been in far more things than that, but I was just thinking, that's Team Wolf's dad, isn't it? Yeah. No. But yes, hurrah. Well done, it is. Uh, yeah, he died uh, in April of this year, uh, aged 84. Ooh. 
Yes. But no, um, he, again, yeah. he's one of those people that you've seen him in films. He appeared in lots of different films. Um, you know, I think he was friends with um, Burt Reynolds because he's in quite a few Burt Reynolds films, uh, you know, and, and whatever. But yeah, um, so there you go. He plays Harry Oslo, uh, who is friends with Woody. Um, and then th- yeah. that's about it, really. Those are the only, the, the main ones, the main four yeah. characters. He's very American looking, isn't he? Yes. He's, like, he, he is American dad-like looking. He, no one in Britain looks uh, looks like that. He just looks like an American dad. Yeah. And he sounds very American as well because he was born in Texas. So he's got that kind of, yeah. you know, that vo- voice. Uh, actually, no, sorry. He's born in um, Oklahoma. He died in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the I got some of it right but you know um it's it not yeah, really yeah. it's just Born dying yeah, yeah it's a minute Same detail thing. um but there you go condor man so uh came out mm. did it, you want to be a condor after you watched this or did you like condors afterwards what's your favorite bird my favorite bird ooh um i like puffins um I like uh, penguins. Um, they're classed as birds, aren't they? Yes. That's all right. <laughs> they're certainly not lizards. <laughs> they don't fly. But they're, still a, they're still a bird. Um, I like vultures, weirdly enough, um, just because, I don't know. Oh, co- a condor is a type of vulture. Mm. Um, obviously, eagles are cool, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like puffins. They're, they're my... Uh, they're quite nice looking they've got sad little faces i think um and they live up on cliffs and shit like that so yeah were you expecting that as an answer or no i I wasn't (laughs) expecting puffins no no Mm. fair enough i just like the name as well puffin it says it's nice um it's very friendly isn't it you know no one's getting mauled by a puffin (laughs) not really what about you what have you got a favorite bird um i've got a soft spot for a cockatoo Oh yeah, because um, yeah. I, I I do I do like the uh, retractable head headgear. I think that's quite cool. Uh, I do like the peregrine peregrine falcon because mm. I like how uh, how quick it is. Um, da, 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 da. Owls. Owl, I was just gonna say owls cool. are cool. Yeah, I like owls. Yeah, I like them because they yeah they look naturally annoyed half the time, which I quite like. Yes. Uh, Apart from that, well, I don't hate birds, but uh, no, I've seen puffins, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them in my top five. Mm. Uh, what's that big fucking bird that can gut you? Um, a, a velociraptor begins with a begins with a K, I think. A kestrel. Ah, uh, cass- cassowary, I think it oh, is. Right. Okay. They got big, big fucking claws, and they kick you. They could, they could slice you open, and they're vicious. Is a yeah, I like them. Emus aren't a, a thing anymore, are they? Um, or e- emus? Well, they're, they're they're still alive. Okay, yes. what's the thing I'm thinking of that's dead? That's a dodo. That's it, isn't it? It's um, a it extinct. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say uh, the giant mower. I tell you one bird I don't like: fucking seagulls and all little pricks. Oh yeah, no, I don't either. Fucking little cunts. <laughs> yeah, shoot those bastards. <laughs> You know, you're sitting at the seaside, you know, you're watching the sea, you've got your fish and chips, the little fuckers are there, aren't they? They're sort of like, you know, they sneak up by you, and then they, oh, yeah, 
Have you seen the birds by any chance? So with yes, have you? I've never seen it. I remember watching bits of it when I was very very young, but yeah, I've I've not seen the whole thing. So is it good? Is no. it good? Is it worth it, watching? Yeah, I'd say so. It's one of those things when you when you're little, you watch it and you go, eh, "Birds, what could they do?" And then you and then you see the little bastards at the beach nicking things and ganging up and attacking shit, and you think, "Oh, are evil little sods?" If there was a couple of thousand of them. Wouldn't fancy my chances. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, released in uh, July 1981. Um, the the you know it was, I suppose, promoted as a um, you know a family sort of action film. I think they got a fair bit riding on it, um, and unfortunately, it was a bit of a failure. Uh, it was a bit of a flop. Um, Disney lost about nine million dollars on it. Blimey, that's a lot back then. Which there were... That's a lot now, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they were sort of hoping that it was going to be a, a bit of a franchise for them or something. But, uh, you know, it's got the right ingredients, I think. It's just... I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that, I guess, in our summaries and everything. But, you know, it's um, it's got a bit of action. It's got a bit of adventure. A bit of, you know, um, early sort of type superhero stuff, I guess. Or, you know, there's... <laughs> Yeah, sort of. A bit, yeah. bit of a an odd, you know, um, uh, superhero name, I guess. Condor Man. Um, yeah. But hey ho, I, I guess it, you know they thought, oh, this uh, this sounds quite, this sounds all right. So we'll go with that. Um, yeah, it's got a five point seven out of ten on uh, IMDb out of four thousand six hundred four ratings. So just above average, just about. Um, we have got a Metacritic. Can you believe it? Yeah, I'm, well, uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, but fine. <laughs> I, I'm very surprised uh, because you know it's from 1981. You wouldn't have expected it to have had a Metacritic because we've had films made yeah. later than that, which have got haven't had one. Um, it's got a 46 uh, out of seven critical reviews. Um, one positive, one uh, sorry, uh, five mixed and one negative. So, I'll take the positive, and then uh, yes. you can take one of the middling ones if you like, and then we'll go with the negative. So, this is from the Globe and Mail by Salem Allerton, who says Condorman, the new Disney Studios film, has the odd exploding car or boat in it, but it is sheer amiability. Okay. Okay, I'm going to choose a middling one. Let's see. Oh, there's choices, choices here. I'll go I'll go with a high middling. So we've got the New York Times and uh, John Corrie. Uh, it is painless and chaste, and it has a lot of beautiful scenery and beautiful clothes. There are worse things to watch while you eat popcorn. Well, there you go. And the, uh, the worst one is from Time Out by Staff Not Credited. <laughs> Um, and this, <laughs> they get about a bit, don't they? Yeah, uh, a pathetic shadow of the Frank Tashlin stroke Jerry Lewis artists and models. What doesn't tell you about the fucking film at all, does it? No. What a load of shit. No. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, I'll just, I'll back that one up because that's a bit rubbish. Empire magazine, Un- unoriginal, unfunny superhero spoof with a bewildering cast and an obvious plot. Well, there you go. Um, have you got a synopsis of the film? 
I do have a synopsis, and uh, given given the recent times we have synopsi, it's very, very short. Mm. Um, and the synopsis is thus. Cartoonist Woody becomes the superhero he draws. Using his gadgets, he helps a Soviet spy defect to the West. Ooh. Nice and succinct. I like it. Um, <laughs> now, when I picked this, I thought, because it's a Disney film, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus Because, you know, <laughs> it's, on, it's a Disney film. Yeah. Um, mm. But, unfortunately, it isn't. Uh, not in the UK anyway. So then there was a sort of like you know the the scrambling round of oh fuck it's is it on YouTube is it on it's Amazon it's got to be on something it's got to be you'd think that this would be on YouTube I mean there's other films that yeah. are on YouTube that uh, you know but it's not I, I so I don't know what's going on here um, no so. I had a look on Amazon, <laughs> and for the yes. for the princely sum of I think it was about four pounds something or other, um, well, I uh, I bought a copy because why not? <laughs> so yeah. I I think I you know the sales of Condor Man uh, like doubled <laughs> that week. <laughs> finding them two copies in the warehouse was like Indiana Jones finding the Ark. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, th- I thought, oh well, I'm I'm. Um, I'm forcing you to watch it, so I bought you a copy as well, didn't I? Uh, you did, very kind, uh, very kind. It's all right. Um, so, well, we'll see at the end whether it, it was... You, you are going to thank me for it still. But no, just a very... Uh, this fucking DVD. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like... It's like... I'm So I booted it up, the menus looked promising, you know, it's sort of like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, 4.3 ratio, kind of expected, but fine. Yeah, comic book panels, are stills of, yeah. of the of the movie itself, oh, you know, this looks alright. Start the film up, so I watched this, um, I've actually watched this twice. Uh, the first time round, I thought, it's a kid's film, I, I remember watching it when I was a kid, I remember enjoying it, my daughter's... Uh, eight, nearly nine. The other one's four, coming five in October. So I thought that you know they'll they'll get into it. You know, it's got a bit of action, a bit of this, that, and the other. Turn the film on, and fuck me, it's like a tiny window of the main screen. And yeah, I was as puzzled as bollocks. I thought at the start that okay, maybe right, okay. So this is the title sequence or something, right? And because it is, I mean, if you if if you picture a screen in front of you, it it probably the picture took up, I'd say, oh maybe two thirds of the, well maybe not even that sort of just over half the uh, height of the screen. It's it's basically a widescreen picture, but just stuck into like a four four or three ratio screen. So it's it's yeah it it wouldn't scale. So it wouldn't, you know, I was expecting to, uh, I was expecting it to be honest to be um, four or three. And then it was shown as widescreen. I was expecting it, okay, so I'll have black borders at the top, black borders at the bottom. What I wasn't expecting was a postage stamp in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah. And I went into all my fucking menus going, have I said, what, why? Why is this happening? Why, why, it just doesn't make any sense. I was trying to find, you know, if I just missed a fucking option. Took it out, put a different film in, that worked fine. Put that back in, menu was there. I thought, right, set up. Fuck all in setup because it's it's a DVD with you know two things on the menu subtitles and that's probably about it really. Uh, yeah, baffled the fuck out of me. But yep, yeah, so watched this weird little tiny version. What the hell? Yeah, it was very odd, I have to say. And um, so you know, it's uh, yeah, 
it wasn't a pleasurable watch. And my my eldest daughter said to me, "Is that how it looks, Dad?" <laughs> So at what point, you know, I was thinking, yeah, sorry, um, which so anyway, um, my hopes for watching this with the kids, uh, you know, didn't last very long because after about 15 minutes, I think they got fed up and went and played in the garden. Um, so hey ho, um, not one that my kids will remember in years to come and think, no. oh, that was a good film. I like that. So anyway, they won't be doing a um, podcast about it in 15 years time, put it that way. No, probably not, but never mind. Anyway, shall we have a listen to Mm. the trailer? Yes. Now, again, this was a difficult one because you'd think that there'd be like an official trailer that I could find uh, from 1981. I couldn't find an official trailer anywhere. It was like... It, it it's a it's a weird one because you, there should be some kind of official trailer because there's some on YouTube. What the one that I've put in, you know, for us to watch. I'm sure that's even a fan-made trailer. It's not a real. It tra- is because did you see the name at the end of it? I did. Yeah, was it? Uh, I thought, <laughs> oh, Adam's done this. What's his? What's the game guy's name? That who's did it? Adam Perry. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I did think. Have you put this in here on purpose? But uh, it's it's like Disney are trying to erase this film it, from it existence. Is, yeah, it is an odd one. I have to say, it's just um, yeah, it's a strange one. But anyway, um, so let's listen to the trailer uh, because there's some weird ones. I mean, there's even like I should have put it in perhaps um, where it's. Uh, it's like a very serious take on Condor Man. You know, they've even put like, <laughs> yeah, they've even put like, you know, sort of, um, you know, intense music behind the action. Uh, God, have they put the bois in? It's, yeah, a bit like Hans Zimmer kind of thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, right, here is the trailer for Condor Man. Who can save Princess Juliet? Held captive by the evil Count Lorca. Who can save the city? Who? Who? to get so violent. <laughs> it was the only language they understood. There you go. That was the trailer. Now we come to one of my favourite parts of the show. How many pages of notes did you make for this film? Ooh, well, this this 
this is slightly controversial from my side because I, I have generally set into a nice routine of pretty much the same amount all the time. But this time, a mere six and a half. Oh, well, so I've, I've even bit more controversial than that um, because... You've done yours in Braille. <laughs> no, I've only made four pages of notes. Blimey. Now, it could well be, like I said, that I've watched this film twice in consecutive days. So I watched it on Wednesday night and then I watched it today, uh, with it being Thursday that we're recording. And um, didn't make any notes the first time round because, like I said, we're watching it with the kids. So I didn't want to be, you know, making notes in front of them or whatever. So I'll just enjoy it. But by the time that, like, 15, 20 minutes into it, I thought, oh, I can't be bothered to go back and start again. I'll just watch the film now. And then I'll try and squeeze it in, like you know, the following day. Um, so yeah, I, I maybe because I'd watched it, you know, the night before. Perhaps I didn't. That's why I maybe haven't made so many notes. I don't know. But yeah, only four pages of notes, which I think is a record. Blimey. I think you know, if you think about like this film itself is about an hour and a half long, just maybe shy of that. Um, so yeah. it's not a long film particularly. Um, but, you know, when we think like a Sledgehammer episode, which is about 24 minutes long, we usually write about two and a half, three pages. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so. And I've even, I've even, I've even stolen a note-taking thing from the Chris Jellyman book of note-taking. Oh. I've even left lines free when they change, when they change scenes or locations. Oh, wow. See, it's, I find that quite helpful. Did, did you find it helpful? Well, I just well for this one, I think it's because they fucking keep changing country all the time. I thought, right? <laughs> yeah, we do have a right. bit of a bit of a tour of uh, you know. Yes, um, you know where the budget went. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, Condor Man. Then it starts off with mm. uh, you know the the sort of. It's like it a... starts off with a lovely, great big piece of what looks like Nazi imagery. <laughs> Big statue, which coming from Disney, whoop, don't know. Yeah, it's because it's it looks a bit like a bit of an eagle, doesn't it? You know, a bit of a goldy, yeah. golden eagle type thing being lowered down. Um, and then I, I don't know what you. Well, you said that you'd seen the first few minutes anyway, so you may have remembered it. But yeah. it starts off as a bit of an animation, doesn't it? Really, because you've got um, yes, you know, the backgrounds of um, lots of famous places in in. Um, Paris, uh, the Arc de Triomphe, the um, Notre Dame Cafe Le, yeah Notre Dame, the Cafe Le Fromage or whatever. Yes, um, yeah, the bag, the, um, the the raging baguette. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the uh, you know so and and then you've but you've got like an animated version of um, of Woody, you know Condor Man, yes, flapping around, you know making yeah. noises and. Being a buffoon, yes, crashing into things, landing, going, oh, yes, a lot and stuff, yeah, um, and uh, and you know that sort of like ties in with the um, you know the intro and all that stuff, you know, sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but then it, it focuses on uh, a section of the Eiffel Tower, um, you know, and then you've got um, uh, Woody who is stood. Uh, to, it's sort of like. You know, it's not the top. It's it's towards the it's at the bottomish. You know, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's lower where platform. Le- where, yeah, kind of the bit where it start. You know, it starts off on its four legs, where it starts just to become one great big phallus. Mm, yes. Have you yeah. have you ever been to Paris? Yeah, fucking miserable place. <laughs> <laughs> I take you didn't like it then. 
No, miserable place full of miserable people. Um, I shit myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got food poisoning at a, a ropey restaurant uh, near the Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, had a taxi come to pick, pick, pick us up to go back to the airport at about five in the morning. And at three in the morning, I, w- I was shitting through the eye of a needle and vomiting my guts up and was quite worried about how the fuck I was going to get home. Oh, really? How long ago was that? <laughs> oh, God, probably 10 years ago. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, it didn't help. We're only there three days, but I forgot. I forgot, A, left half my currency at home, which was clever, and B, forgot to take any shoes with me that weren't my smart shoes. So I probably traipsed about, about eight, or nine miles on the first day wearing nothing but fucking like shiny shoes. Oh God. Uh, because the cheapest pair of fucking trainers I could find was about 145 euros. <laughs> and I was already, I was already having kittens at the fact that, you know, a uh, croque monsieur, which is basically half a cheese and ham toasty, that and a coffee was about eight and a half quid. And this is like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, I don't like this place. Everyone's miserable. It's too expensive. My feet, I had to then, Go to one of there's fucking about a thousand pharmacies every mile in Paris, mm. and I'm assuming it you know that's for all fucking syphilis pills or something because <laughs> they're all a bunch of sexual miscreants. And um, I had to buy loads of those uh, those posh uh, blister plaster things, and basically my both my feet were just made out of those for the remaining two days, and I had to travel by the underground when I could because I couldn't walk because I destroyed my feet. And then on the last night, shit myself. So, yeah, <laughs> wonderful place. See, I, I've been and uh, I, well, I quite enjoyed it in as much as, well, I got engaged um, in Paris uh, at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, I've never heard of that happening before. Uh, Where did you come up with that idea? <laughs> uh, it, it was one of those things where I was walking around with the ring in my pocket and thinking, well, where should we do this? You know, it's like, so uh, yeah, let's be original and do it at the top of the Eiffel Tower. But it was a lovely moment. Uh, and uh, there were loads of French people going, get out of the way. Yeah. And well, now they all clapped <laughs> us. At, you know, they, they were all very, uh, you know, happy and, and clappy. And then we went up the next day and we watched somebody else do exactly the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah see if you'd have done it in front of Le Bob's Baguette Emporium no one's done that before yeah well I was thinking about doing it at the Moulin Rouge you know or the Museum of Sex because uh, yeah. that'd be fun uh, but no we uh, we obviously walked a lot you know up and down the Champs-Elysees and uh, you know all of yeah. all of those places um, went to Euro Disney like you said expensive as fuck um, but you know Hey-ho. Maybe I just caught them on an off week because there wasn't a single person I met or who served me anything who wasn't anything other than one of the most miserable people I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Well, did you speak... You know, I'm, pay, I'm paying... Yeah, I try to. Yeah. But I'm paying, paying you for your services and everyone looked at me like I'd fallen out of a dog's ass. <laughs> it's one of those things as well. It's like, you know, when you go to a foreign country, they say, don't they, you know, the, the, the locals will appreciate if you try and speak the language. But it's... Oh, no, they look at you like you're scum. It's, yeah. I'm trying. I'm not very good at it. At least I'm trying. At least I'm not just speaking loud and slowly, yeah. which is what other English people would do. It's it's one of those things, like you said, you can't win really, can you? Because unless you are completely yeah. fluent in, uh, in that language, or particularly French anyway... Um, if you speak in English, they just look at you as like, you know, ignorant English pig dog. Um, or, you know, if you try and say a few words like bonjour, uh, they'll just tut and go, fuck it, what a dick. 
Yes. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. Condor man. Yeah, sorry, French people. Um, yeah, you know. I'm sure you're lovely. Mm. But just, I, those particular people weren't. They just weren't. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, he's on the Eiffel Tower and uh, his mate <laughs> Harry is running with a camera. Uh, you know, he's he's... Uh, they've got walkie-talkies and they're talking to each other. And, uh, you know, he's about to take uh, some photos of uh, of Woody as he's about to... Uh, well, he unveils his condor man suit. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's about a poor retarded man who's got a... Got three quarters of an umbrella strapped to his back while dressed as Eddie the Eagle Edwards. He is. I mean, he unveils it. I mean, the way he sort of like, you know, he gets these wings sprout out, you know, and he's holding these these handle these handles which you know are connected to the wings, and um, and then yeah, and he starts saying all this spiel about who's going to save the princess and all this bullshit. You know what I mean? He's. I wondered what the hell he was talking about there. Well, the first thing was. Oh God, he's doing an American accent. Yeah, um, yeah. It is not the best American accent. It's uh, no, it, and it also because I know him as Frank Spencer, I've really struggled to get to get that voice to to, to fit his face. It weren't a particularly good accent anyway. But I didn't. I had no idea what he was. Who's going to save the princess Jude? What what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, he's a bit of a man child, I think, isn't he? That's uh, you yeah. know sort of thing that he's uh, you know he's comic he writes comic books, so um, I can't imagine Frank Miller doing anything like that or <laughs> <laughs> or Alan fucking Moore. Uh, but I, I expected him to soar, you know, like a bird of prey, yeah. soar in the sky, and he just does this pathetic little flappy thing, yeah. his little flappy wings, really slowly. And he crashes in a river. Well, you, he, st- yeah, because so he's sort of like he, obviously the wires are, are, you know, throughout when he's doing, he's he's doing his flapping thing are quite apparent, <laughs> but it's like he's so slow and he's he's yeah. literally flapping the wings to keep himself going. And I'm thinking, you just wouldn't, would you? No, he'd be dead. He's not. You'd have to flap them. I mean, he's flapping them once every two or three seconds, and he's got this little little brolly on his back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm no physics master, Lord, but I'm pretty sure he would have just died. Yes, um, and so any like go on, go on. I'm going to say, like, you can kind of take superheroes like being ridiculous when they've got you know. If you look at any of the Marvel stuff, you know, Stanley was obsessed with radiation. People getting bitten by radioactive things or being exposed to radioactive stuff, you know, becoming mutants and powerful and stuff. But a comic book writer who puts a, puts a leotard on and half an umbrella on his back and then manages to defy the laws of gravity by slowly moving his arms up and down. Mm. That's less believable than uh, being bitten by a radioactive spider and shooting webs and stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing is, his whole thing, which, you know, is explained in the next scene, is that Condor Man's his comic book creation, but he won't he won't write anything, he won't create any or put anything in the comic that isn't believable or he couldn't do it in real life. So... I mean, he's in the wrong genre, really, isn't he? <laughs> writing superhero stuff. Yeah, which is like, well... 
it doesn't really work that well in real life, does it? So, you know, because like you said, his wing breaks and he ends up in the, it's it's the Seine, isn't it? You know, the river. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so then, you know, next scene, back in the apartment and he's chatting with Harry. And um, like I said, he's, he's basically just saying, look, you know, I wouldn't put anything in the comic that isn't, I couldn't do it in real life, you know, um, because Harry's basically saying, you know, you're, you're losing touch of reality, aren't you, you know? Uh, you, you're trying to become one of your characters that you've created, um, yeah. you know. And then because Harry is a CIA uh, operative or agent, or <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that, it, Mr. CIA. Yeah. Why is Mr. CIA hanging around with a comic book writer? Yeah. Um, but he, you know, so like Woody, Woody thinks this is a really glamorous job, obviously, you know, and he's a spy and all those kind. Of, whereas like, he plays it there, and he's basically just a clerk, isn't he? You know, he, he doesn't. Yeah. Do, well. He's a clerk until the next scene, uh, when <laughs> when his is his boss called Russ? Russ. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking. Is he fucking off to Monte Carlo or somewhere for a few days and just decides to put the file clerk in charge of the CIA <laughs> in Paris? <laughs> yeah, because you know that's the natural successor is someone who brings you coffee and is late all the time. Um, yeah, puts him in charge and gives him a mission. He's, he's got some. We find out there's a handoff, a handoff between America and Russia. Um, and he, yeah, he plays down the importance of it, although later on states it's really important. Um, but yeah, he leaves it to Harry to deal with, which doesn't seem very safe if you ask mm. me. Um, and not only that, is that, um, they're not using agents like to do this, this exchange of documents or whatever, uh, they're using civilians. I, <laughs> um, Okay, is that standard practice? <laughs> so, um, you know, like you said, Russ asks Harry to get hold of a civilian. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who. Fuck it, just just get get anyone to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, to go to Istanbul. Um, and um, <laughs> so, who does Harry think of? Well, Woody. Mm, yes. Uh, so obviously, Woody's uh, agrees to this, and he, you know, they're at the train station, and uh, he's dressed up a bit. A bit like Humphrey Bogart, you know, he's got a hat on, a big trench coat. Uh, he even acts a bit, a bit like him, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Of all the trade stations in all the world. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so he, he basically, basically, Harry calls him a cunt, <laughs> uh, or they doesn't, but he points out that no, no, and no, you, you, you look like a spy. You're a civilian. Stop it, yeah. you idiot. Yes. Um, yeah, puts a puts a put a handcuff handcuffs one of his wrists to a briefcase. Tells him just to fall, have a couple of drinks and fall asleep on the train mm. and don't be a cunt. Yes. Um, so then you're in uh, Istanbul uh, in a restaurant. Now, you know yeah. you're in Turkey because there's a belly dancer just <laughs> gyrating around the customers in this restaurant, uh, yes. which I've never been to Turkey, I have to say. But, uh, you know, I hope that there is a, a belly dancer in every restaurant that, you know, you, yeah. you go to. Have you ever been to Turkey? I haven't no, but yeah, belly dancer in every in every room, and you can have any food you want as long as it's a kebab. Yes, something on a on a, on a you know a, a skewer, yeah. uh, and it's flaming as well. And also, yes. um, yeah. So, yeah. I anyway. Um, <laughs> so, no, he um, immediately does a little fall, doesn't he? Like he's trying to act cool, and he falls over. He knocks in. He knocks over into a waiter who isn't very happy with him. Um, well, no, he, he threatens to stab him <laughs> with a kebab. Yeah. With a skewer. <laughs> put this meat skewer through his chest. He does not look happy. No, 
that's another bird that I'm not particularly fond of. I mean, turkey. The turkeys. They're they're horrible looking fuckers, aren't they? Um, yeah, and they're not particularly tasty. Sorry, America, but they're not particularly tasty either. We have them every fucking year for Christmas, yeah. and that's the reason why we have them at Christmas. Because no, the only reason we have them is because they're big, and you can feed all of your dribbling relatives in one go with one with one bird. <laughs> You, know, you don't want to. You don't want to see them most of the year, so you give them a shit fucking Christmas dinner mm. with with big turkey. We don't have it through the rest of the year because it just doesn't taste very no. nice. Do you do you um, do you tend to have turkey even though you don't particularly like it? Then yeah, yeah. I always have a bit, but although if there's another meat on the go, I'll have more of other meat and I'll have a bit of turkey just as a, a gesture. Yeah, I see, think. turkey's okay. I mean, it's it's just, it's a bit of a shit chicken, isn't it, really? I think. Yeah. It, I mean, I prefer to have chicken because it's a bit more succulent, whereas I find tur- yeah. turkey can be a bit dry. Um, so you end up drowning it in gravy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do, anyway. Um, but No, agree. Yeah, agree. But yeah, like you said, it's one of those meats that, I mean, that you know, they do, uh, you know, there's like... They can make other things out of turkeys. You don't have to have it like as a as a roast or whatever. Uh, you know, like you know, you can have turkey burgers or turkey shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> turkey shit. But I, I, yeah, I never have it. I never think about. Oh well, no. obviously up your neck of the woods, fucking turkeys. Oh, massive, isn't it? Bernard Matthews, yeah, Bernard Matthews, turkey, turkey drummers, turkey Twizzlers, turkey ham. What the fuck is turkey ham? Tur- yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, no turkeys. Yeah, it's always it's because yeah, no, you don't like your relatives, so you buy cheap meat for them to eat. You don't really want to eat it yourself, but you know, three hours after you finish Christmas dinner and you're all stuffed to the gills, oh, out come the turkey and stuffing sandwiches. So you have another fucking helping <laughs> dry thing. Yeah, it is. You're eating that bastard for about a week, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I've just had just we just had a buffet for tea. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't eat another bite, and I've now got I've now got to chew my way through this you know three hour old dry turkey dust <laughs> again. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> it is true. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, then he, he trips <laughs> over a woman's leg, which happens to then be Natalia, who's waiting yes. for him, um, and uh, you know they're, they're sort of talking. He's trying to act all cool. Uh, oh, he instantly got an erection, oh, hasn't he? Yeah. He's instantly started being a bit rapey and a bit... Yeah. yeah. He, he got all... Also, at this point, I realised that um, his, he's got very odd teeth. Mm. The, his top teeth and his bottom teeth are the same. Yes. They're the same size, which makes it look a bit like a cartoon. It looks like his skull's trying to force its way out. A bit like an alien. Yeah. yeah, trying to force its way out of his skull. He, I find his teeth disconcerting. Yeah, th- this interview I watched with him um, and Larry King, um, he's got a very odd mouth. I have to say, like you yeah. said, again, it's the same. It's it's like someone's put a mirror across where you know where the edges edges of your mouth are, and his mouth is symmetrical. His ma- his lips and teeth are symmetrical in a horizontal fashion it's weird mm. um so yeah they're uh, like i said he's he's acting like he's a secret agent he even tells her he's a secret agent when he's not, clearly not and uh, he straight out lies doesn't he and says yes my code co- my code name is condor yes man. i'm thinking oh you sound like a fucking idiot <laughs> just do your fucking job will you man instead you're a dribbling lunatic you're just lying to this woman in your fancy yeah. and now you you think you seem to genuinely think that Condor Man would be a really cool 
fucking code yeah. name. And he orders um, a, a drink. Is what's it? A flaming something. Uh, I thought it was the the Istanbul Express. Oh, that was it. Yes, which uh, mm. he he doesn't just have a double. He has a tr- a triple, and the the wait yeah, the waiter <laughs> looks at him a triple. <laughs> no one orders a double. Make mine a triple. Yeah, um, and so anyway, then this drink comes out and it's um, it's on fire, and uh, he can't put it out. He blows on it a few times, but he still can't put it out. So he puts his hat on it, which extinguishes it. Uh, he yeah. then has a swig, and uh, a second later, he then he's blowing fire out of his mouth, uh, yes. which obviously you know he's a bit shocked about. Um, I didn't mind that as an effect. I was quite happy with it. Yeah, that. that looked quite cool. I did, yeah. Um, yeah. And then these three goons come in and, uh, you know, she clocks on that they're there for her. Uh, yeah. And again, how... I don't, maybe it's because he's in character and he's acting all hard or whatever. But, you know, he he, he, but he sort of says, well, I'll sort it all out. Don't worry about it. Um, and then, you know, he inadvertently, I think it's one of those accidental things where he just ends up, beating yeah. them up doesn't he and uh yeah he, he accidentally hits a few of them with his briefcase a few times bends over someone dives over him uh someone gets a you know briefcase of the bollocks which to be fair would be quite painful mm. uh but yeah just just through sheer haphazard luck they all end up um they all end up knocked out he's got he ends up with a knife sticking out of his briefcase and uh yeah he uh natalia thanks him for for helping her, because um, he's just full of bravado and an idiot, uh, and then he gives her the papers and she gives him a kiss mm. and a longing look out of the door, and I'm sat there going, nah, no, 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 no one, no one, you know, because she's not a dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one of that caliber is falling for for that man Woody. Uh, acting like a tit. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and uh, so then we go to Moscow. We are fucking globe trotting in this film. We are. We are. <laughs> um, and uh, she goes back to an apartment or wherever, um, and he's confronted by Oliver Reed, who's lo- sitting in yes. the dark, looking quite sinister. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, are they fucking? Is the question I wrote down. Yeah, uh, same here. Um, not sure, and I'm still not entirely sure. Well. I think it may have happened. How consensual it was, I'm not entirely sure. Because it's always kind of implied that uh, although she's an agent for the Russians, that they've got a bit more of a relationship going on because he's yeah. always after her. He wants her back. And not just because she's a Russian agent. I think there's a bit more, you know, going on or has gone on in the past. Um, because he kind of, even when she's describing this guy, you know, Condor Man, oh, he's very smooth, yeah. you know. and yeah, very tough, very smooth. Very, yeah, he, he's quite prickled by all of that, isn't he? He doesn't, you know. Yeah. Um, well, somehow he knows about it already. I mean, she's just got home. And because uh, he's called, is it Sergei? Sergei, we only know him as Sergei at this point, don't mm. we? You know, <laughs> pick a name out of, pick a Russian name out of a hat. Oh, Sergei. <laughs> we, oh, you're missing is Boris. Only he turns up later as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, Oliver Reed kind of sounding Russian-ish. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's too off his tits in this film, to be no, honest. No, no. I think he I think he does the best with what he's got. He's got a really big jaw, I thought. And I've, I, oh, he's got an impressive skull. As If you're a predator. Yeah. <laughs> he has. Uh, he plays, he's, uh, his character's called Krokov. Uh, yeah, Sergei Krokov. Um, so, yeah, he's... Um, 
anyway, like you said, kind of interrogating her. It's a little bit tense, yeah. perhaps. Well, it, it, it tells her that uh, you will need re-education, which doesn't sound pleasant. No, no. Um, so anyway, then Woody's back in his apartment uh, and he's getting a Woody. Uh, <laughs> Woody is obsessively drawing Natalia, yeah. having a wank. <laughs> Because he's drawing her. Um, it's quite a good drawing, to be fair, you know. And uh, you know, yeah. he's um, he's left-handed as well, which I noticed. I don't know why that kind of I wrote that down, but still. Uh, and well, they say they say that uh, there's a lot of um, artistic people are left-handed. Oh, uh, really? People with uh, good imaginations, apparently. Ah, uh, there you go. Can't fucking peel a potato without help, <laughs> can they? But- and he's uh, he's made a comic of, of her already called Laser Lady. Yeah, I mean, wow, where did you get that name from? That is genius. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, then Harry's boss is chatting to... Uh, well, Harry's sleeping on his couch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so I well actually, I don't know if it's Harry's apartment, because there's a, a bit of a line of dialogue in there that he says something like, you know, you've come to Paris to stay with me so that you can immerse oh, yeah. yourself in the, uh, you know, the, 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 the environment to help create more comic book characters or some bullshit um so i think that actually he's staying with harry but then why isn't harry in bed you know yeah makes no sense it's he's he goes back to sleep and i'm pretty sure he just has another wank probably um but then you know so you're in uh the um russ's office harry's boss and uh then he is talking to harry about this female oh he doesn't describe as female he says an agent called the bear uh, uh, yes. Who will only a way to spoil it? Sorry, oh who will only defect um, if Condor Man is uh, escorting them uh, across the border? Yeah, because because he doesn't believe. Well, because Russ is talking about Condor Man, and Harry explains to him that Condor Man isn't real, and he says, "What do you mean?" So then Harry has to explain the concept of comics mm. to Russ, and then it turns out no. Russ has heard about Condor Man's antics, and then yeah, we lead on to the the bear wanting to defect, and uh, uh, oh, right, yeah, <laughs> I've lost, I can't read that, so I'll let you carry. Oh, yeah. She's KGB. I've got that bit. Yeah. Uh, well, so they go back to uh, they're all in in Woody's apartment. Well. Um, uh, Harry's apartment now and Woody's there and they're asking Harry, yes, uh, Woody to do that. it and he won't do it um, you know yeah. he refuses because he nearly got killed in the last encounter even though he was all up for it in front of Natalia um, but uh, so they kind of say to him we well, you know you can have anything you want you know and um, but then when Russ turns around and sees this picture that he's drawn of Natalia he then says well it's, this is the bear, you know. And then when, yeah. when Woody obviously realises that he's going to get a chance to have a sniff of uh, Natalia, um, he, he's he's well up for it. He's like a rat up a fucking drain pipe, isn't he? Well, I, 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 I didn't get this at all because he says, I'll need some stuff. And he hands, hands over a comic book. Yes. So <laughs> this woman, who he didn't know was an agent, <laughs> he's drawn a comic book detailing the plans... How he would, how he would help her escape if she was an agent that he doesn't know that she is, and that's his plan. Is he drawn it in a comic? I mean, it, it's a, it's actually a pertinent plot point. Um, but for someone who didn't doesn't want to help, he's 
happens to have drawn a comic book of helping some i don't know. see well in terms of the comic i thought that you know you know because he's got, he's got little blueprints and stuff that he's drawn of the car and stuff that you see a bit later on um so i thought he was just asking them for the gadgets that he's drawn that's what in I previous yeah, comics but like you said later on in the film there's a there's a a point in it where basically they know where they're going and what they're doing because it's already yeah. in the comic so which is amazing because he's done comics that that he happens to then be in those exact places that allow those exact events to happen mm. sometime after he's drawn them i think he might be god yes i it's, it's i hadn't thought about that i must admit until you mentioned it but yes um so they give him what they wants, you know, and then we go because, <laughs> of course, they would. yeah, and they, yeah, they go to uh, Yugoslavia. Yeah, well, we've been in this country for five minutes. We've got to, we've got to fuck it get to the next location, <laughs> or at least somewhere where they think it looks a bit like Yugoslavia, um, yeah. and then stick a you know a, a, a tag on it saying, "Oh, we're in Yugoslavia now," which no longer exists, does it? Um, and um, so anyway. Woody is then made up and he's got makeup on like an old man. Yeah, like a gypsy. Yes. This is his plan. This is his master plan to dress up as a gypsy, waddle around some ruins (laughs) and find Natalia in a bush, also dressed as a gypsy woman. Yes. Um, Yeah. um, So he catches up with her. And then um, they walk, they walk about five feet, and they get caught. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, you know, it's like he, he meets her, and then the next thing you know, there's two agents that catch them, um, pull pull a gun on them, and uh, you know, he's he hasn't got a gun because uh, he he makes this big thing about you know, a condor man doesn't carry guns. Um, all I've got is my trusty cane, which happens to turn into a machine gun. Uh, mm. I, mean, I don't know where the don't know where the ammo's sitting in that gun, but I'm I'm not so picky as to point that out. Although I just pointed it yes. out. Yes, and then a little bit of prat falling, you know, because he's spinning around on the spot, you know, because clearly there's no nothing coming out of his cane, but he's no. he's pretending that it's a machine gun, and he he hasn't got any control of it whatsoever because uh, he nearly shoots her. Um, he doesn't shoot. He manages to miss everyone. Yeah, uh, he, and that that thing must pump out about. 300 rounds yeah yeah and he's got three people within the space of what 10 10 12 foot of him i mean he hits every rock going around he hits the side of walls he pings off trees and all sorts but manages to miss all of the fleshy bits mm. um uh, anyway then he runs out of ammo one of the other guy one of the guys that comes to attack him and he does a a quick sort of like uh you know one of those throws that they used to do in movies you know where he's sort of like <laughs> He yeah. kicks, the guy runs at him, so he grabs the guy, puts his foot onto his stomach or his chest, and then sort of flips him over, and then cracks him over the head. The the most timid hit over the head with his... Yeah, it's not a thwack, is with it? With his it's cane. Uh, uh, and then... It's like you're, tr- it's like you're trying to wake a, wake a dreaming puffin. That's what yeah, he was like... Yeah. Trying to do, uh, yeah. but that happens to knock him out anyway. And then they get into this old truck and just drive off, don't they? You know, it's like an old wagon or whatever. Um, yeah. and then um, go to Monte Carlo. Now, at this point, obviously, you wouldn't have seen any of this, so this is all brand new to you, isn't it? Yeah, well, she, she does point out when they're driving uh, that she wants to escape Krakow, and she also points out to him that she is single and free. Oh, yes, which and he has a wank. 
<laughs> which is basically yeah it's like a, a sort of you know she's left the door open for him saying oh you yeah. know yeah she's opened her iron curtain uh, yes um and uh, so then we then go to monte carlo <laughs> yes <laughs> And Oliver Oliver Reed isn't happy. He's shouty. He does a lot of shouting in this. He's either brooding uh, or he's shouting. That tends to be his his sort of like, you know, character. Um, He's he's suitably intense. Yes. Uh, Which is what you'd expect from Oliver Reed, I think. Um, And then, you know, he's pissed off that she's escaped. And um, he then orders uh, the top man to to get them. Uh, And his name is... Oh, I don't know. I, I was getting a little confused here. Well, I wasn't getting confused, but yeah, because he wants her alive, but he says the man is extendable. And he says, I will send the... And I, all I've put is the progmara dot, 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 itch. Morovich is his name, yes. But oh, got, I thought they, they called them something else, didn't they? The the Prognovich. Prog, prog, prognovich. Or some yeah. shit, I don't know. But yeah, that's... some Yeah, some weird creepy man answers the call. Yes, Looks like he has a bit of a wank himself. He has a little bit of a sh- little bit of a shudder, <laughs> and then it turns out he's got a silver eye. Yes, uh, which I thought looked quite good, actually. Yeah, looked quite good. I mean, for what he does, it wouldn't be any help at all because he's got no depth perception. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, then um, it, it's yeah he, he's on the case. Like you said, he gets very excited, doesn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we're back to Yugoslavia, and uh, yeah, lots of lots of bobblehead shopping. <laughs> There's like a town full of people. Uh, they're all fucking ninety. <laughs> Now, there are a few kids there. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a, probably been eaten. There's a few little kids there, but yes, they, it is like what you would class as a typical, uh, I suppose, Eastern European, you know, lots of old women wearing headscarves and and yeah. things like that, you know, sort of the... Buying goat's heads and bread. The, there's loads of old men just digging, pickaxing the road for a reason. Yeah, jaunty music, I guess. But yeah. then they hear engines in the distance. and Oh, the bell goes, oh, doesn't it? The village bell rings. They'll shit themselves, don't they? They? <laughs> yeah. Cause, and they'll run into their little uh, cabins and the, you know all these sort of like old uh, wooden uh, windows that they slam shut um and then these so it's like five porsches isn't it or yeah these the prognivinich yeah they're, they're all black porsches and they pull up oh, yeah. he's uh Murovich has got his own car which is different to the yeah. others it's got a bit of a spoiler well, much bigger yeah bigger spoiler <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's got like a weird kind of thing on the top of the on the roof which is you um, imagine he's got some kind of radar or something um, yes i think so uh but yeah so and then they all pull up and this little boy looks out the window and it, and morovich he does this a few times doesn't he it's like his special move or something because he under his window comes down he's you know his driver's side window and then he does the visor he lifts the visor up yeah. and he looks at him with his his Manky eye, uh, yeah. um, which scares the shit out of this kid. Um, yeah, that's his signature move, isn't it? it? To 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 lift up his visor and look at you. Yes, that's it. Scare the shit out of you. Um, because he's only got one eye, he's probably looking at that kid, going, "How far away is he? I, <laughs> I can't see him. Uh, is there a kid over there?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, because uh, it's like he's looking at him with the eye that's not working. How does that? How, yeah, does, that, how does that work? <laughs> yeah. um, 
but then anyway, the, the, so they're all playing. The, the, so these cars are sort of playing hide and seek as the as Wood, Woody's truck comes through the village, and obviously she's yeah. a bit spooked because there's no people around and whatever. Uh, and he's just being a div and not understanding that this isn't normal. Yes, and he, oh relax, blah blah blah. Anyway, the cars start to uh, follow them, and yeah. I was thinking, I was hoping anyway, that they might have some kind of weaponry on them or something. Um, yeah. But they don't. Uh, I mean, th- no. all they do is is they bash into the back of, of the yeah. car. They have tinted windows and spoilers. That's it, yeah. They, I mean, they don't even hit the car hard. You know, it's not as if they're trying to ram him off the road. It's to, basically... Actually... Uh, <coughs> go on. Sorry, I wasn't actually interrupting you there by coughing. I was actually just coughing. Uh, <laughs> Was a little confused because, yeah, they, they, they sort of follow him through the village or they screech off as he goes through the village. Yeah. And you see a shot and um, she's saying that she's worried and he's like, ah, you're with me now, you're safe. And then it cuts to them following him again. And then in the next shot, which is two seconds later, she's she asleep. He wakes her up, doesn't she? She scares her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was a bit out of place. Um, and then he seems a bit worried. It's like... Well, hang on. What's going on here? Um, and then she obviously explains the situation, and they're there to chase her and whatever. Um, and then uh, next thing you know is that um, they're sinking down into the seats, uh, getting lower and lower. And then it's a it's a bit like a Batmobile type situation, isn't it? You know, he's prepping, prepping the car, doing all sorts of shit to it, and then out shoots the, the front of this this truck like a bright yellow sports car type thing yeah, isn't it like a like a horrible looking yellow car thing uh, with a condor on the front um yes i don't know how that works in a technological manner but you know willing suspension of disbelief and all that kind of stuff yes no and uh, <laughs> he's, well so he's got some weaponry he, he's basically got like a yeah. bit of a james bond car at this point hasn't he and this whole well, he's got thousands of buttons up the front that he seems to be pressing entirely at random or doesn't know what they do I, I, well that was the thing see so he's got lasers that either shoot sort of like at the the center center part of the the boot, shall we say, or the trunk, yeah. um, which the the bad cars manage to avoid because they split just as the lasers shoot out the back of it. So he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'll fucking have you, you sneaky fuckers!" And then, but then, so he he presses another few random sequence of buttons, which then shoots where the tail lights are. You know that the the, the uh, which then they see that coming, so then they just go back into their central sequence. So he, Yeah, I mean, because she says, uh, they're Prognibovich, they're the KGB driving squad and assassins. Yes. Because, but fuck me, they were good, because they've just, a car's just popped out of a truck, they've no idea what weaponry it's got on it, and yet as soon as he presses buttons, they react. They react to lasers and grenades and stuff. Yes. And just, yeah, they are amazing drivers with the perception of a fucking gnat. Um, no. Like you said, on the dashboard or you know on the sort of console where all of these uh, gadgets are controlled or whatever. I mean, basically, once he's programmed it in, he then presses a button on his steering wheel, doesn't need to set it all off. Yeah. But fuck me, it's like if you needed to access those weapons in in like <laughs> in a, a really quick situation, you'd be like, yeah. oh fuck, I've got to press this, 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 and yeah. this, and this. Okay, and then I go to press A. Okay, right now that's a. <laughs> It's like up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right, A, A, B, B, start, go. It is, isn't it? It's like God almighty. Um, so, 
I mean, even James Bond cars, they, they literally just one button usually, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, well, you see, that's the difference between the American CIA and the English Special Force, Special Service. Yes. We just think, right, what missiles, what you want is a button that fires missiles. Whereas, you know, the Americans think it's better to have 30 buttons. Yes. Because it's bigger. Um, so, anyway, he uses those weapons up. Um, they start to <laughs> smash into the back of him a little bit. I mean, it's more like a gentle sort of like nudge, isn't it? You know? Yeah, tappy tap. Well, no, Porsches aren't cheap. A bit of a fender bender. Uh, and so anyway, then he's got a flamethrower, uh, which comes comes yeah. out the back of the car, which is quite useful. Um, and so he sets two of them on fire, which then obviously yeah. then... They, set- they both they both manage to jump off the same ramp yeah. to, uh, to go down a cliff. And uh, yeah, two KGB agents are burnt to death. Uh-huh. Um, and then somehow another car has got in front of them and he's headed towards them as if it's going to ram them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like she's shitting herself. Oh, what are we going to do? And then he presses another sequence of buttons and then this ramp comes down the front of the car. Like I said, essentially turning it into a ramp, doesn't it? Yeah. Which then the Porsche then uh, jumps up over and then smashes into the other Porsche, which was chasing yeah. them, which was handy, yeah. you know. Yeah, very convenient, very convenient. Uh, two more KGB agents burned to death. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mor- Morovich uh, is somewhere else. He's just fucked <laughs> off, hasn't he? He's on top of a fucking cliff <laughs> with his little spinny radar and his one eye. Yeah. Watch, watching his friends burn to death. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so he decides just to think, right, I've, it, now that all my friends are dead, it's my turn. So he decides to drive down the cliff in slightly sped up footage in a car that's not suitable for going off road. And the, uh, they, they set off, they, they give chase. Uh, well, I say chase. Um, he seems to patiently drive behind him for a while as they go through another... Yugoslavian village full of people sitting in the road in chairs mm. standing at the side of the road we all jump out of the way um, and then we're not in the village anymore um, uh, suddenly suddenly we're at the seafront yeah <laughs> and, uh, yeah so he goes down a jetty and presses more buttons um, considering he said he ran out of stuff to do he's managed to find two more things to do a ramp and then he manages to turn his car into a hovercraft. Yes. Um, so, and then uh, Morovich is, is very upset about this and can't quite believe his mm-hmm. eye. Um, now, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like... Oh, I get quite heavily vibes from The Spy Who Loved Me um, at this point because there's a chase sequence in that. I think they're in Sardinia. And, um, you know, the, the, obviously... Um, uh, he's in. He's in his white lotus. It's a white lotus, I think, isn't it? It's that one where you know it yeah. goes off the side of the the jetty into the water. It turns into a submarine. You know, he's being chased by cars. Um, yeah, that's as cool as fuck. That, just just a car with inflatable pillows around the side that just sort of some ch- turns into an actual different vehicle as opposed to yeah. You know, and then he's being chased by a helicopter. And now, uh, yeah. I, I my memories of this car chase were oh, it's really cool. You know, whatever. And and the the car comes out the the truck and whatever and it's more like a slow procession really isn't it it's yeah chase, chase is a very strong word yeah it's not really i mean other than i suppose the use of the gadgets and you know the but really they don't really do anything to him they just follow him a bit don't they you know they yeah. hit him a couple of times but then they just that's it they, 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 they whereas in you know the spy love me um they're shooting at him and they you know yeah. and and 
that. They haven't got any special weapons in their guns, but they're firing at the window. Whereas these yeah. are just like, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Well, they're supposed to be the creme de la creme and they're assassins. We've been told they're merciless killers. But yeah, they're just mildly irritated and will just dink you. Yes. Just, just dink. Not enough to scratch the paint, but just a little dink. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that because uh, later on, the, there are gadgets on another vehicle that the bad guys use. Um, but I just was kind of expecting a bit of a you know like spy hunter type situation, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, hey ho. Uh, so that, anyway, Oliver Reed isn't happy again, um, and you know they're being humiliated by a comic book um, artist. That's kind of yeah. where, where he's going with all of this. Uh, What's the one-eyed fella's name? Morovich. Right, because I I constantly wrote down more o bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, we're in Italy. God, we're... ah ah no, but you've you've got missed one bit. Oh, <laughs> um, how did he figure that one out? I don't know if it's this bit, but uh... oh yeah, uh, Sergey says according to my calculations, they will land in North Italy. Mm. I thought. How many men have you got at your disposal? Because I, I was going to look and see how large the northern coast of Italy is. Um, because that's a lot of ground to cover. That's a lot of ground to cover. And he's giving Morabich one chance to, to sort it out. Obviously, all his driving fellas are dead. So is it just going to be him, I was thinking? And how is he going to cover an entire coast? Yes. Uh, you're right. It is quite vague, isn't it? Yeah. However, and he does make a he does make a phone call, doesn't he, and asks a favour. Yes, uh, I thought at this point, oh, mafia, <laughs> not quite. Uh, no, no. And so anyway, yeah, Italy, Italy, Natalia, next country, N- Natalia and uh, Woody are up in on a mountainside kind of thing, aren't they? They're yeah. lost. They don't know where they are because yeah. he even says, ah. doesn't he? You know, it, it's it, if we're lost, then they can't know where we are either. Um, I count on that. And yet, but he... they managed they managed to find a barn on the side of yeah. this kind of um, cliffside mountain, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so they go in for a bit of a rest and a bit of a kip. Yeah. yeah well, I put Woody finds a fuck barn because <laughs> I'm sure he was going to make his move. No, he's asleep, and she's making an, making him a nice straw bed because, like, <laughs> she tucks him in. She makes him. Yeah. You know, she's got she's like um, got some straw and she covers him up with it. <laughs> That was right. It'd be cold. It'd be itchy as fuck, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Maybe she was trying to kill him. Um, but then you know, and and just as before that happens, you see like uh, I think there's like two or three, um, you know, kind of well people outside, which you know turn yeah. out to be police, aren't they? How the hell did they find them? <laughs> exactly. Like he said, he said five, well, not even five minutes ago, he said a few minutes ago, if they don't know where they are, how do the bad guys know where they are? Yeah. And yet they do. I mean, yeah, the police have had a, a tip off from from Krakow saying, there's a man who calls himself Condor Man who's landing somewhere at some point in time on the northern coast of your country. Hmm. And they find him within like twelve hours. And this is before, obviously, GPS and yeah, things like that. Phones, you know, anything. So it's like, wow, they are shit art at finding out where they've gone. Um, so anyway, uh, then obviously they get caught by the police. They get locked up. Um, Woody you know, thinks they're in big trouble, um, and yet then uh, uh, somebody else comes into the prison who is dressed like. I don't know. What would you call him? Like a 
fat Hercule Poirot kind of. Yeah. Does he introduce himself as? Uh, does he say Inspector Jambon? Or <laughs> is that me? Is that Inspector, Inspector Ham? Ham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, a bit of a Hercule Poirot sort of Inspector Cluzo. Um, you know, he's got a disguise on, hasn't he? And it turns out it's Harry. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, he gets... The- not not the first facial makeover we'll see in the film. No. Um, he uh, he gets them in this tiny little fiat, isn't it? It's... <laughs> <laughs> this is their plan B that they were talking about, yeah. is to have Harry turn up as Inspector Ham and have him drive a... Fucking 1970s Fiat 500. Yeah, it's tiny. I mean, how you get one person in there, let alone three. Yeah. Uh, and because he's he's handcuffed them all together um, and he doesn't want to raise suspicion by undoing the handcuffs in front of the police station, they're all handcuffed together in the in the car, uh, which yeah. isn't comfortable, obviously. Um, and so anyway, they're driving off and then Morovich is... There. There. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I mean, they must have been in prison for half an hour. Yeah. Yet he's already there. Yeah. Amazing. How? How? Um, I, I don't know how they. I, there's some. There are some serious breaches of confidential confidential information, because he's landed on the north coast of uh, Italy somewhere. Within a couple, within a few hours, the Italian police have found him, who have been tipped off by Krakow that they're somewhere in the country. And then somehow Harry has also found out exactly where they are in the police station. I mean, obviously they probably phoned. They probably phoned Krakow, who sent uh, sent more a bitch there in a I don't know some sort of fucking Harrier jump jet if he's got there so quickly. But yeah, there's some serious info leaking going because everyone knows where Condor Man is all of the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they are. For some reason, they get out of the fucking car. Yeah. Like, they're already in the car. Morovich isn't in a car. He's standing by his car, but he's not. He's talking to yeah. someone else, and then he spots them. I mean, again, he's got... Consider he's got one eye. Fuck me. He spots them quickly. And <laughs> But it's like... So, uh, you know... Th- and also, actually, where they are, because it's you know loads of twisty, tight, little turny roads and back alleys and stuff... Yeah. Actually, the Fiat 500 makes sense. If they'd have stayed in the fucking car, they could have taken a route that, that Morovich and his giant bleeding Mercedes isn't getting... Not, he's not going up the same alleys as those three cramped inside a little bubble car. Thing. No. Um, they should have stayed in the car. Mm. Idiots. But they get out. They start running. They're still handcuffed together. And then um, they uh, they mingle with a, um, a, a wedding that's going on, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they they attempt escape via the medium of wedding. Yes, um, they're in the church, and then Morovich and his cronies burst in. Um, so they're obviously thinking, "Oh, the game's up here." Uh, but uh, Natalia thinks on her feet, and she then says that she's already married to the groom. Uh, uh, he get, gets pissed off, goes to confront her. You know, obviously denies what's being said, um, and that. Morovich is an uncle or something or a relative that's after yeah, him something like that yeah. uh, which then starts a fight creates a distraction yeah. and they manage to escape this fucking groom is there to get married he's now had his wife thinking that he's already got a wife and he gets the shit kicked out of him and he's got him. kids as well because she she's yeah, <laughs> what a hero <laughs> yeah what a hero Condor Man and Natalia are yeah let's just 
fuck this person's <laughs> life up in the space of a minute and a half. Yeah, because he ain't getting married after that, is he? His wife ain't going to ever no. trust him. Well, the two families are going at it, so that's definitely not happening because you've got two old ladies beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Everyone's just roaring into each other. It's like you have just ruined two people's lives. Mm, yes, but they, they've escaped, so it's, you know, that, that's, yeah, all, that's okay. all that matters. Um, and then uh, Oliver Reed, again, we see him. He's a bit more brooding in this one. Um, he's yeah. reading comics. Um, yes. And Zowie. Yes, and th- this is where he basically says, you know, this is where we're going to catch them. I mean, it's not as if they need much help because they know, know where they're going before Condor Man knows where he's going. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is he explains to Morovich, you know, a, a truck, uh, a car, you know, or a truck that turns into a car, you know, or this, that and the other, and this is where they're going. And like you said, the, if you think about it, how the fuck did Woody have the foresight to know exactly where yeah, they are going you, before he was even yeah. asked to do this mission? Yeah, before he, yeah, before he, you know, he dresses up as Condor Man, but he knew that he'd have this mission. He'd have to rescue a woman. They'd end up in Italy. They'd end up in Yugoslavia. They'd end up in the Alps. He's Jesus or God or something. This is actually a religious film about the Second Coming. Mm. Or uh, Uri Geller, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, or he's, he's, just, he's thinking, he, he can see the future or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then Harry, Woody and Natalia, they all in a hotel. We're, yep, we're in the Alps because, you know, got to get to somewhere else, yes. got to be in another country. Um, and all the kids are staring at Natalia and she doesn't understand why at this point. Um, yeah. Woody goes to the bed, to the room, he's knackered, so he goes to sleep. Um and then she goes outside, has a look at these kids, because obviously, like you said, they're all watching her, like, and she doesn't understand. Yeah, it's like, it's like village of the damned. Yeah, it's got all these kids, <laughs> all who all speak perfect English. They're all holding comic books. They all speak a perfect American accent. Yes. <laughs> Considering, like, yeah, in the abs. Hi there. Yes. How did you become laser lady? What? At which point I'm thinking, oh, right, okay, right, laser lady. This is the character he came up with ooh, three days ago because he was drawing Natalia as Laser Lady. That was his creation when he was draw- obsessively drawing yeah. her. That was his creation, Laser Lady. Here we are in the Alps three or four days later. In that time, that thing was sent by someone, sent to the publishers, given approval, printed and released around the world. Where the fuck did that comic book come from? Yeah, and they got it. I mean, in the arse end of where they are, uh, you know, like, anyway. um, This is his superpower. It's distorting time (laughs) because that was a that was a draft. A couple of days ago, we saw it as a draft copy of Laser Girl. And now it's in full print in the arse end of nowhere. uh, and this one kid, this little, this boy, he, he has a bit of a speech or something, and he describes her character. I can't, I didn't write down what, exactly what he says, uh, but it's the way, oh, the lady of beauty or something like that, and uh, something like that. Um, yeah. So she sees the comic and realizes that it's been drawn and written by Woody. Um, Harry comes running out and you know has to explain everything to her because she realizes that he's actually not a spy. I mean, you're thinking. Oh God! You'd have your fucking suspicions before then, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. But well, I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be pissed. Yes, she's going to be really angry at him. But no, we 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 cut straight away to sausage and fuck night at the <laughs> local tavern. <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of dancing, 
I mean, even Harry's pulled, hasn't he? Um, yeah, Harry's pulled someone young enough to be his daughter. <laughs> so he's, he's well happy. I don't know how how old um, James Hampton was when he made this film, but I he always looks fifty five. He, he always looks like this. Even in fucking Teen Wolf, he looks like this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, he's um, he's happy. Uh, and N- Natalia and uh, Woody are falling for each other, aren't they? I think Woody more so than Natalia, but you know she goes along with it. Well, I don't know. She she makes a really weird speech, which I didn't understand. When she said, "I always wanted to leave my life of lying, but now I think I've something something." And I was, I was like, "What?" I thought she was going to say that, yeah, and say, "You know, I wanted to, I wanted to leave this this stuff where I have to lie all the time." And you've lied to me again. I can't escape it. You're an arsehole. Yeah. But she says almost the opposite. And then, do they kiss again? Uh, oh, no, no. She basically says that when she's going to, when she goes to America and she's eating her Big Mac, she'll give him a call so they can fuck. <laughs> it's basically what she's saying. And, they, and then he says this weird thing about like, you know, and it becomes a bit, you know, it comes up later on, which, you know, he's quite an important plot point, I guess. Uh, in as much as that she, he says something like, um, I'll bring the dip and you bring the Dostoevsky. I can't even yeah. say it properly. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not the only thing you want to dip, is it really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, bring, who brings a dip? <laughs> If you were having a party around your house and people were bringing food, if someone walked in with a dip, turn the fuck around and bring something proper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just bought a uh, just bought a tub of sour cream. Is that right? <laughs> no. Yeah. They bought fucking whiskey. They bought half a pig. You know these lot there. They, you know you don't want to know what they brought. They brought like beef brisket and everything, and you come round with a dip. A bit of, Go away. A bit of um, you know nacho cheese dip. Or something. Oh, oh, brilliant! You bought dip. So did every other fucker. Show we've got nothing to dip in it apart from our own knobs. Some, <laughs> some salsa. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, anyway. I bought salsa. Uh, God. But anyway, the next day they're then going up the mountain because this is part of their escape plan, isn't it? And um, so they're going to use these. Um, oh, what the fuck! <laughs> these jet engine ski lifts or something. Yeah, like a. Um, like a T-bar lift, isn't yeah. it? But you stand on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they strap it to this... Um, I mean... Again, you have to qu- question it. So when they get where to the... Are the... Where are the other things on these giant wires? Where, when they get to the top, like, what... Are they going to just go down the other side? Where, where, is it just... Where are they going? They're going to the top of the mountain, because that's... that's that's the escape point. But where? Where is there? Is a heli- helicopter going to pick them up or something? I don't. I don't know. What insane person listened to this fucking moron <laughs> and just said, "Right, so your escape plan is you somehow get right. You're in Italy. You somehow escape there. So yeah, you make your way to the Alps. Uh, yeah, then we'll we'll yeah, you go to a village. Harry will pull a young woman." You'll have a bit of sausage, have a good time. We'll be, we'll be blinding, don't worry about it. Next day, four or five miles away in a wooden hut, yeah, we'll leave these little rocket-powered T-bar things for you to go up the mountain. Why did no one just say, I'll tell you what you do, right? In Italy, get out of the village, you make your way to the airport. 
And at the airport, <laughs> you'll catch this thing called a plane. You'll be back in America <laughs> 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. Instead, we've got to traipse through the Alps, use rocket-powered fucking ski lift things. Madness. Mm, yeah. Madness. Yes. Because it's, it's not like they don't have helicopters at their disposal, as we find out later. Why didn't that just fly into the fucking village and just zip them out of there, there and then? No, no. No, I've got gadgets. Look, have you seen my comics? I drew them and I'm Jesus. It must happen like this. It must. I've got to use the gadgets, you know. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're going up this fucking, like, this, this mount. It's like a, an, an opposite ski lift, isn't it? It's going up, yeah. you know, but they're standing on it. But Harry's a bit of a pussy. So, uh, this empty fucking ski lift that hasn't got any other chairs, any other T-bars, no cable cars, no nothing hanging off yeah, it. Um, Just a mile of empty wire. <laughs> so, they're going up it. Um, Harry and uh, and Woody and Natalia's following them, uh, but and yet the bad guys knew exactly where they were going because it was in the comic. Well, it's, all, it's all in the Bible, isn't it? I mean, the comic book because apparently you know, the comic books. This this is the Bible. You read the Bible. Oh, that's what happened. Right, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, more a bitch, yeah, just to shoot him off. Yeah. You? So he's he's there with his sniper rifle, and instead of shooting Woody. <laughs> He has him in his sight. He has his face in his sight. He could have done that, you know, because... And then chances are Harry would have died because Harry wasn't in control of the thing in the first place. He does this very elaborate uh, shot where he actually just shoots the... the, the, the thing that they're going upon. Uh, so yeah, shoots the pole, that, like the main support pole. Yeah. Manages to blow that in half and they fall off. Uh, and, well, a couple uh, of dummies fall off, don't they? Yeah, a couple of dummies <laughs> fall off, do a few rotations. Um, but because <laughs> it's snow, because snow's soft, they they fall into the snow perfectly, don't they? Like a, yes. the perfect kind of uh, silhouette of their bodies. Um, yeah. And um, obviously she, Natalia's, upset and uh, screams and then she gets captured uh, and uh, taken away in a helicopter um, uh, yeah and then um, in the, in the, there's, it's sort of like uh, what's his face Oliver Reed forces her to look out the window at their what she thinks are yeah. dead bodies um, and um, but they're not they're actually like I said because snow's soft uh, you know and even though they fell a hundred feet you know, it's snow. Yeah. It's not, so not going to hurt it's them. Not that fucking soft. I went skiing, and when I fell off, it don't feel very soft. And I was, I was falling off at speed at ground level. Yes. Well, that's what I was being sarcastic because snow is not yeah. fucking oh, yeah, soft. Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't think you meant it. <laughs> no, but that's the way it's portrayed. No, I, yeah. I, I've been snowboarding in, and it's not even like you said at, at that level. It's like fucking concrete. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, but anyway, so then. Um, back in um, Monte Carlo, uh, in Oliver Reed's pad, um, and he basically they have this conversation about he wants her to play along for some fucking reason. I don't quite understand at this point uh, why he, no, he, he wants wants her wants to be a hostess or something. Yeah. I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, I didn't get any of that really. I, and obviously she's upset uh, and whatever. Um, but she knows that. I mean, again. <laughs> You could, if he was saying, if you don't play along, I'm going to kill your family or I'm going to kill yeah. somebody that you love or whatever. But he doesn't really, does he? He just kind of, no, you know, and it is a Disney film, kind of, I guess, but you know, so, yeah. but even so. Um, don't have the KGB and threats in it if you can't follow through with something. It, yeah. 
it's weird. Yeah. A bit weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Harry and Woody are back. They're alive. Um, and they've been ordered to go back. The, pull, the the plug's been pulled on their mission. Yeah. Yeah. Russ has pulled the plug. Um, and, you know, uh, Woody has got to get her back because he loves her. Uh, so, you know. I don't get it, though. Russ has pulled the plug, right? He's in charge though, back in the good old US of A. Um, but Woody, Woody asks Harry if he's still got the keys to Fort Knox, or i.e. just access to a lot of money. Yes. Which apparently he has, for some reason, and he convinces Harry to give him two more days and unlimited funds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also create this elaborate backstory for this Sheikh who he is impersonating... Uh, and then he happens to get go to Monte Carlo. I mean, you don't know this at this point in time because he's quite hev- heavily no, made yeah. up. We, 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 yeah, we go we go back to, we go back to the, the big party in Monte Carlo, and uh, everyone applauds Arabs. Yes, because that's what's happening. Uh, and I'm thinking as they're all walking past, I was going, I'm sure they stick on beards. Yeah, I thought, God, we, 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 we're rendering blackface territory here. <laughs> Not quite understanding yet what was going to happen. <laughs> and um, yeah, something something. Um, who Sergey asks, "Who's that?" And it's something, something, seven richest man in the world, something, something. Oh, it's Woody. Although it's not confirmed at this point, I was like, "Oh, it's Woody, isn't it?" <laughs> uh, but we think that Sergey, we think that uh, Krakow knows this. Well, I thought he did anyway. He gave him a suspicious look, mm. and I thought, "Well, he probably if that is Woody, he's going to know about it because obviously in the next page of the comic." There's an Arab in disguise. Oh, yeah, good point, yeah. Or maybe he didn't write that bit because he didn't realise that he was going to be shot down. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe the comic book actually had them escaping, you know, and yeah. living living, happily ever after. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, lo and behold, it is it's Woody and Harry. Um, Harry's looking a bit like a white man with a fake beard. Um, Woody's got the full crooked nose... <laughs> um, <laughs> basically just blacked up yeah, a little bit uh, yeah yeah um and they're at the party the next day and um yeah and and then woody finds natalia um but she refuses to go with him because yeah. of the hold that uh krakow has got on her uh, and then he comes over to her so she goes over to him and then this is the line that she says to woody because obviously he's very uh, upset at the you know this point um and she says you know uh, you bring the dip and I'll bring the Dostoevsky. And, yeah. Uh, which... Yeah. It, it takes him way too long to realise what she meant. Yeah. I mean, she only, or ten seconds. She only like, said it to you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then, you know, while he, he thinks it, just as he gathers what's going on, Harry decides just to set off some bombs. Yeah. Um, which, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, you know, but... Uh, so... That does blow up random people, many of whom are probably going to be innocent. <laughs> Um, which, but then that gives Woody the opportunity to escape with Natalia, run off um, together to the roof. Uh, <laughs> Again, Harry, right? These bombs go off. Everyone's panicking. Chaos ensues. Alarms going off. Harry just runs outside, gets in a Rolls Royce, and just fucking legs it. Mm, yeah, but no, because. Condor Man's a massive narcissist. It has to follow the way that he thinks it should happen. They just climb some stairs and go up to the top of the fucking the top 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 of the mansion. <laughs> and they get stuck on a balcony. She says, "However, will we escape?" And he rips off his Arab costume, 
and he's got a brand new condor man suit, which makes him look like a bigger cunt than it was before. <laughs> even worse. And he has got this. It's the same sort of mecha- me- um, mechanism. That- well, I was, I was I was thinking, right? He's got all that money. He's gonna have like jet wings or something yeah, now. Yeah. But no, he. he, he <laughs> He looks like a forest floor with a stupid little yellow mask thing on. And he's still got the same ridiculous flappy flap wings. I could not believe not it. Not only that. Uh, what, he's like, why didn't he just leg it with Harry? Get in the car. Yeah. Because, you know, end of, end of the day, they yeah, um, basically gives uh, Natalia a piggyback and he does his little flappy thing off the roof. Uh, the idea is that he meets up with Harry at the rendezvous point. Now, Harry gets to the rendezvous point a lot quicker because he's in a car. Mm. If they'd have all got in the car, they would have got there quicker. And not only that, he does the ridiculous flappy, flappy thing, but his goggles have got a a plastic (laughs) beak (laughs) on. Jesus Christ. I mean, that that was from a 50p store, wasn't it, that? Shocking. I like this little yellow beak attached to his goggles. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, lots of flapping, except this time round because it's been made. Um, it's it looks better quality than his first suit, and it's been made specifically by the CIA or whatever. Who've knocked this yeah. up really quickly, I should say. Um, yeah. You know. So they've gone along with his mad plan. Yeah. Oh, we actually. Hang on. How have they knocked it up? Because you've got to remember that. Harry has done this. Russ has cancelled this mission. So Harry's done this on the side. Yeah. So Harry doesn't have the support of the CIA, which means to build this suit and the Arab makeup, they were still uh, they were still in the Alps. So they've gone to the local Alp superhero <laughs> costume maker. Yeah. And jet boat maker. Yeah. You know what I was? I've been racking my brains thinking who he looks a little bit like. What's oh god in Watchmen? What uh, night is it? Night owl. Night owl. He fucking does, doesn't he? Yeah. He yeah, looks he does, shit as well. Because yeah. um, <laughs> he's supposed to be like basically Batman, isn't he? In the yeah. in the comic, but he looks terrible. Um, yeah, yes. he does. He looks a bit like fucking night owl. He's terrible. Um, anyway. So yeah, they they um, managed to land again. Ridiculous! You can see the strings, like you know, and uh, <laughs> it's oh, it's bad. It's not. It's not. And and Harry loses his Rolls Royce because uh, he forgot to put the handbrake on, so that goes in the water. Um, yep. You know why they? I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, you know that's that sort of you'd imagine like half a million of the budget gone or something. Um, but then um, yeah, then. They land, they get into a, a Condor Man speedboat. Yes, a three-person Condor Man powerboat. Yes, um, but then they're being chased by, again, black sort of like uh, speedboats. Yeah. But this time it's around, like, they've got rockets yeah. on the back of them. Yeah, it's like the Prognogodvich, but the, uh, you know, the Marine, the, the Marine platoon of them. Yes. Uh, because, again, this this all must have been... In a comic book, because Krakow knows to deploy the marine version of the Prognogodvich. He knows to deploy them, so he must still be reading comic books. So all of this is still in comic books, and this is his actual... This, hang on, that doesn't make any sense. So his plan involved 
her getting kidnapped again. <laughs> yeah. Because for him to him to know that they were going to be on a boat, he must have read it in a comic book. So he must have written the comic book where the laser lady gets kidnapped and gets taken to Monte Carlo. And then they manage to get out of Monte Carlo dressed as Arabs. Then he uses the Condor Man suit. Then they get in the boat. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, yeah, so but any, this uh, this boat uh, that, that Condor Man's in has got a little laser on the back, which, uh, yes. you know, is useful. So uh, Harry ends up driving the boat and uh, Woody's firing this laser at the uh, the bad guys. Lots yeah, of explosions. A fucking awful shot, isn't He's it? terrible. Um, in his defence, he's bouncing around quite a lot. But, uh, mm. yeah. And uh, anyway, so... He managed, he destroys quite all of the the speedboats that ah, that are chasing ah, them. But this time, this time we do see two boating pilots jump out of the boats before they crash. So two of them live. Yes. I mean, the other two are burnt to death. So that's six burnt to death KGB agents anyway. So far in this film. And uh, and then you've got um, Krokov and Morovich who are in yes. their own <laughs> speedboat. They have mega boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so they are then pursuing them uh firing rockets at them um the rockets and the laser gun happen to get destroyed at exactly the same time uh yeah, which is handy a coincidence, well. uh but then it doesn't matter because you know as they are rounding the the you know these rocks um there's a, a helicopter which is waiting to pick them up yeah. and um picks up condor man's boat and it's sort of framed and shot as if it's both you know because um morovich won't stop his speedboat and he wants to ram into them because he's pissed off at this point um and but it's clearly some way away isn't it you know um so it's not to the distance it's not it's not really close um but instead of stopping the boat or trying to turn around he's just you know like fuck it i'm just going to crash into these rocks um but because yeah, well, yeah, Krakow jumps out, doesn't he? Yeah, he first. he realizes he tries to to get him to stop, but he realizes that Morovich isn't listening, so he jumps out into the sea, um, and then he shakes his fist at them as they're all laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, which you know is fair enough. I mean, they didn't kill him off, I guess. Which uh, yeah. you know, um, he, was he going to be like? Is he like Condor Man's blowfish? He's, he's nemesis. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so then, anyway, they're in a baseball game, uh, which is what, uh, you know, they were going to be doing, you know, because it's a typical American thing to do, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they have got a Goodyear blimp, air thingy, yeah. whatever you call them, uh, airship. And, uh, you know, Russ is, w- uh, not Russ, sorry, um, oh, Harry's with them. And, you know, he's, he points up to it and he says, oh, just a little welcome gift you know and sort of like you know welcome to the usa natalia some shit um because because in the 80s everyone was so welcoming to russian people over there yes uh and uh (laughs) uh, but then you've got the cia chief on the airship with russ and russ is trying to say to them oh this isn't a good idea and whatever and and the cia chief he's fucking a lunatic as well because you know he, he he uh says i don't care i want you to do it now and then, so they get a phone call to um, uh, Harry. Harry. Who, Harry, who's got his phone in a packet of mulberry. Yeah, it's like a, it's like you know, a packet of cigarettes. He's got like a little aerial which he pulls out, yeah. and he gets the call, gets the nod, and then he says something like, uh, 
to Woody, how would you like to take Condor Man to, and then you don't know what he says after that because he whispers it in his ear hole, except, and yeah. you just see, um, you see Woody smiling, and then that's where the film ends. You don't yeah, even. Freeze frame. Yeah, you don't even get any fucking credits. It's just done. No, you don't, do you? No. Who <laughs> <laughs> was in the film? Um, you know, he says, there's nothing. It just finishes, and that's it. Um, so. I think I know where you're going with this, but what did you think of the film? Oh, it's fucking bollocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it was it wasn't good. So the reason why, just for people who may not have listened to the BMX Bandits show, but the reason why I picked this was because BMX Bandits is a kids' film. So I thought, well, I'll stick with the kids' film, and we, I, I, and I look back into it, I think. You know, we started off doing a kids' film, didn't we? We started off with Biggles. Uh, oh, yeah, so we did, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not our first kids' film, I guess, from that era. Um, so, yeah, and, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll go. I was in two minds what to do, if I'm being perfectly honest. But I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go with this. Because, like I said, I haven't seen it for many, many, many years. And uh, it was a film that I watched over and over and over again. Had good, good memories of it, you know, so... It's perfect for this, really, isn't it? This kind of show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, yeah, you weren't, you didn't like it then. It, it, oh, no, it, it was it was rubbish on many levels. Um, but I'm glad I watched it because I knew we were going to talk about it. But it, <laughs> uh, I did find myself trying to figure out how long was left a couple of times. Which, considering, I mean, like, cause so I, um, like I said to you, I sat down with the kids to watch this. Um, and that like they gave up on it very quickly, um, and but um, like even Kay said to me, she said this isn't a kids' film, uh, and I was like, mm, yeah, you're possibly right. Although it's aimed at children, it's a Disney movie, you know, yeah. it's got that, it's a bit of a James Bond, it's a bit of a superhero thing, but it kind of. I don't know, like I said, my memory of it was that like the car chase was awesome, you know, all the boat stuff. Um, the, I remember the bit in the restaurant, but realistically, there isn't a great deal of action in it, and even the car chase no. is a bit shit, um, you know. And so, from my point of view, it, I, I it had the nostalgic fam- nostalgia factor for me, you know. I kind of I I appreciated it, and I'm glad that I watched it because I can kind of put that one to bed. <laughs> Not that it was ever, yeah. you know, it was never sort of, um, um, you know, it was like, oh, I've got to watch Condor Man. But it, it now has cemented that it was definitely better as a kid's film that I watched when I was younger. It's it's not a good film at all, really, is it? It's, no, uh, it, totally, it, there's something weird about it. and I, I'm, I'm trying to think why. Because, you know, the, the japery is aimed at children. But the rest, yeah, there's something about the rest of it. It's just, I don't know. It, it It's just odd. Mm. It's odd. I mean, I was put off by his accent you know, fairly early on. And uh, like I said, it didn't it didn't attract me when I was little. Um, I don't know what it's about now, but it just, yeah, it's like if they hadn't have spent all their money being in different locations or wherever they were um, and, and sinking a Rolls Royce, you know, there's better ways they could have spent their budget. I think, um, you know, do do the small things well. I would have would have would have been a thing. Like his flying looks fucking awful. <laughs> figure out, but just figure out a better way of doing that, and then it just makes the whole thing better than sinking an, an expensive car, blowing up a couple of Porsches, knackering a few speedboats. Just do some of the other bits well. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you said, even if because um, like the cartoon at the start of the the film, you see him sort of you don't see him flapping his wings particularly. You see, no, he's flying. You see him I'm flying. Soaring. Yeah, you know. So maybe if they could have done something, because the the special effects were done by the same person or the same people that did some of the Superman movies at the you know or the Superman movie yeah. at the time. So you'd have thought that maybe you'd have thought, God, you know, this looks shit. Um, how can we make it look better? Maybe just sort of like, you know, actually see him swooping a little bit or, yeah. you know, kind of, like you said, swooping down and then getting a bit of, catching a bit of air and then swooping up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what it, we see is a man awkwardly dangling while flapping his arms a little bit. And his legs don't look right either. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like he's, his whole weight, if people can imagine this, he's he's looking, he, so he's, his, his hands are uh, holding these handles which control the flapping of the wings but there's nothing like attaching his feet to anything no so it, it's like they've not they've not got any wires on his legs like he is being held up by wires just sticking out of his shoulders and they're asking him to you know michael you know you, you're quite young you're about to have quite a good core strength can you just hold yourself completely uh, horizontal in air using your abs and then flap your arms around as well for the next two minutes. Yeah. It's like, no, that's physically not for me. I, no, I can't. Can't you just prop my legs up a bit? No, 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 no. Just try and stay straight. I can't. I'll end up dangling like a like a small piece of poo off a bum hair. Yeah, because it's like his legs just don't look right at all, do they? They no, sort of, you no. know, and that aerodynamically just doesn't work you know i mean like batman when you watch the batman movies and stuff he doesn't fly but he just he does swoop doesn't he you know yeah. he, it's like he uses his wings to to and but even batman does a little bit does that something like you know he'll yeah. in the in the tim burton movie like when he extends his wings you know but he doesn't fly he sort no. of uses them to glide yeah was he's he's flying with stuff that looks like it's made out of tent material and is so much smaller than it should be, and or not just really thin but to get them all to fold in. There is really thin wings, like a fucking hummingbird or something. It's just when you think condor, it's a big, you know, big ass bird with massive wings. What you got here is a small man with hummingbird wings. It, it wasn't really a condor. Do you, do you know what he reminded me of? I just thought about this. You know, sometimes when you get to the seaside and you've seen people jumping off the end of a pier, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. doing like pretending that the um, you know they're, they're dressed up as something or whatever, and and you'll see that you'll see people like put, oh flapping their wing like if they've got like a wing suit on or wing wings on like you know desperately flapping their wings as if it's gonna make them fly. Um, yeah. yeah, that was shit. Um, yeah, it's it's not a very good film. It's um, but I am glad I've watched it, and I've I've, I've laughed uh, a lot talking about it. But yeah, I'm glad we, I'm glad we've talked about it. It's de- this is this is great. It means you get to watch films I genuinely don't like, but I can still I can still drag some fun out of it. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, thumbs down for me. Um, but again, glad I it's when I rated it, I gave it two out of five. And I think I was probably being a bit generous with that, if I'm honest with you. It's but it's one of those that I think it was the nostalgia that pulled it over the line a little bit for me that maybe gave yeah. it an extra star. Um if I'd have watched it like, you know, uh from scratch, having never seen it before, I'd have thought, oh fucking hell. Um and he like Michael Crawford even, you know, maybe this was his big opportunity, like a big Hollywood film or whatever. 
but he's not very good in it either, which is a bit disappointing. Um, no. You know, so... Hey-ho, never mind. You can't win them all. Uh, now, we did have one Twitter response. <laughs> I am surprised, uh, if I'm honest. Um, which, well, consider, we had quite a few for BMX Bandits, but actually, um, we we did have one for this. Um, I don't know who this is, but thank you so much for for, um, for sending us your thoughts. This is at mbushel14 on Twitter. And he says, uh, I'm assuming it's a he because he's got well, he could, well, I don't know. Uh, he's got a picture of um, of um, Hudson. No, it's not Hudson, is it? Is it Hudson or Hicks? I get mixed up with those two from Aliens. I think, it, uh, I think it's Hicks. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, I know which they are. Just a very small picture. Yes. Anyway, uh, always remember the car chase in this movie. Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Hicks yeah. is um, Michael Bean, isn't it? Yes. Hudson is fuck. The guy who oh, died of heart uh, problems. Um, yeah. Um, Bill Paxton. Yes. There you go. Um, sorry, a bit of a tangent. Is your is your pussy just walked in? Sure. <laughs> animal. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I think sometimes you can tell when we. I know we do go off on tangents and stuff, but I think we did go off on quite a few tangents on this one. It's like which is. That, tends to be a sign of the quality of the film um you know if we're not actually talking about the film itself uh, and again based on the number of notes i made you know four pages for an hour and a half film it's not a lot really is it so no no yeah never mind well compared to the 10 pages for no retreat no surrender to oh god fuck me yeah um anyway <laughs> now we we briefly discussed this on twitter on, on not twitter sorry on whatsapp so whether this you've had a chance to think about this or not i don't know mate. i'm just going to spring it on you anyway but we did think about or you it was your idea because uh, you're full of good ideas you had a little idea to maybe actually change things up a little bit so instead o- only only for a couple of shows yeah instead of taking a risk on a film that we haven't watched for years to see whether it is still good or not you had the idea for a a couple of special shows to actually pick films that we know we really 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 like and chat about them for a change um which i think is a really good idea particularly I just thought uh, just a little treat because we've, we've been doing it over a year now i think yeah, yeah, coming up to two years yeah really yeah yeah well then i feel like a knob um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just thought yeah we'll just, why not choose a couple of films that we like you know and just have a little break from the the unknown. I mean, to be honest, I could choose one that you'd never seen, and it still could it still could end up the other way around. But let's just have a film that we know we love. It's, it's slightly problematic because I forgot and I haven't actually thought of anything yet. Well, that's 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 why I was going to say that I'm springing it on you because uh, I don't know whether you have picked. Oh, shit, there's so many films I could choose. Um, so it, it is your pick for the next film, and uh, like you said, I mean, like I said, considering you know we, we watched Condor Man, which wasn't a great film, it'd be nice to watch something that we know we're going to to love and wax lyrical about, I guess. So, or maybe not, because I, like I said, it could be one I've never seen before. Um, I know what I'd pick uh, in, for my Y film, but I'm not going to tell you that, obviously. I'll just tell me anyway. I'm not going to tell you. No, <sighs> I can't think of what I can't. Uh, damn it! I should have thought about this. Um, <laughs> Uh, are you are, right? Are you still going for a film you haven't seen for quite a long time, or are you just choosing any old film? No, no. I well, it's a film I, I watch periodically, probably every maybe 
well, I say every two to three years, but it's probably more like every four to five, six to seven years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a film I've watched multiple times that I know I love. <sighs> and it would, fall, it would fall within my top ten films of all time. But it, it's from God. that it, it's from that era. God damn it. Uh, oh, there's so many films I could choose. I'm now trying to think of what I haven't watched for a while. Bollocks. Oh, you slag. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm, mm, I'm torn between about six, I think, in my head. You what, sorry? I think I'm torn between about six different films. Uh, Come on. Oh, man, it's a, it's a one-time opportunity, and I don't want to blow it. Fuck it. I haven't seen it for quite a while. Bollocks, we'll go with this one. Woo. Who's in it? Uh, Who's in it? Oh Let me guess. God. Oh, God. Go on, then. Have a guess. I don't know. You've got to tell me who's fucking in it first. Well, I'm, I'm going to... I'm just, I'm just pulling pulling off a thing to make sure I've got the right deet ales. Although I, although, I, although I do like it. I haven't, I haven't watched it for a while. Right, okay. Do I choose this one? <laughs> is it too obvious? I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to work? I don't know. Oh, bum flaps. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Oh, you'll get it straight away if I give you. Uh, fuck it. That's fine. Uh, Doesn't matter whether I get it or not. But uh, it's directed by Paul Verhoeven. Robocop. Yeah, go on then. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'm not. Into, I might change my mind. I want to say that. I feel like I was. I feel like I've been put on the spot. I don't know if I was going to choose that one, but well, I've chosen it now. Well, Balls. shall I tell you what I was going to pick? Go on. And then, you know, if if you do feel that you are under pressure to pick something now, then maybe we can <laughs> watch mine, even though, like I said, technically it's it's your pick. But um, yeah. I know that I would pick Big Trouble in Little China. You see, oh, hold on, haven't you done that before? No. Have you not? No. You're not back in the same coin days? No, although I have done Robocop before. Okay, no, we can skip Robocop, that's cool. No, I'll tell you what, I'll think of another, I'll think of another one. I've See, weirdly, I've never put Big Trouble in Little China on anything because I thought you'd already done it. Nope. Well, spank me sideways. Okay, all right. Well, I will think of a different one. I know your choice now, so I'm happy with that. Oh, are you, you going to tell me or are we going to... Are we, oh, you want me, are we gonna, oh, right. Oh, it's all right. We're going to change your mind. You know, don't, don't feel under pressure. So I've changed my mind. I, don't, I, just, I haven't thought about it. I had the idea. I haven't thought about it enough, I don't think. Uh, but the thing is, even though I have done Robocop, um, it doesn't mean I, I can't do it again because it, it's it's your film, isn't it? It's like it's this is you're picking it because of reasons why you love it and what you love about it. Not to bags. Three hours later... Oh, what if I don't like it anymore? <laughs> I love this. You're having a fucking... Is it an I'm, existential I'm, crisis? I'm actually, I'm actually sweating now. I'm sweating through pressure and grief. It's uh, Grief? Grief. <laughs> fucking hell. It's only talking about a film. Jesus. Oh, my word. Yes, but it feels like... It feels like... Oh, this is a stupid idea, because it feels like a one-time chance. Can we do it again? Jesus. No, we can't. We can't. It's a one. It's a one-shot offer. <clears throat> Gremlins. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going back. 
Not watched it. Not watched it very recently. But that and Goonies, I probably destroyed VHS tapes of. Ooh. I go Gremlins. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it's more of a Christmas film, but cool. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. We'll do yeah. that then. We'll do that then. Um, right. Well, we got there in the end. Fucking hell. Um, so Highlander. next time. No Gremlins. Honestly. We'll Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Gremlins. You I'm sure? Not. Gremlins. What? What? Okay. Yeah. No. Who knows? Okay, all right. Well, we'll stick with it. We'll go with Gremlins. This is this is your pick for a film that you love. Um, oh, bollocks. And... Predator. Gremlins. Commando. <laughs> oh. uh, well, there you are. Are you sure? No I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to stick with my with my young, 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 wide-eyed self. For, for Gremlins, yes? Yes. Okay, right. So next time we, we catch up, we will be talking about a film that we know... Adam loves, and we know that. But do we? Do we though? Well, we'll see. But you know, we wouldn't have picked it if you didn't like it, because that's the whole point of it, isn't it? If I don't know if I love it. Oh my! <laughs> oh, fuck me. Um, well, anyway, and I loved it. I've, 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 I think I've missed the point here. I picked a film. I picked a film that I watched a lot as a kid. Haven't seen very much recently, so I basically chosen my Condor Man. Well, well, we'll see. I mean, it's a classic, isn't it? Gremlins, you know. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, to be fair, it's yeah, it'll be good to talk about that because um, yeah, it's one of those films that I never watched a lot when I, when I was a kid because I was too young. Um, but then I probably watched it quite a lot as I got a bit older. But all those Arnie films, all those Arnie films and stuff, yeah, chosen, yeah, and you went with Phoebe Cates and Zach Galligan, um, and, it, and oh, total recall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been our first 90s film as well, I think. Anyway, let's just stop arguing now. We'll stick with Gremlins and we will see what happens. And uh, yeah, we will be, we'll be back that. next time um, to talk all about that. Now, if you go to 60mw.co.uk, then you can find all of the podcasts that we do. Lots and lots of them. All the reviews, all of the news pieces, everything that's on there. Uh, it's the hub of everything we do. If you go to Twitter which is at 60MW Podcast. And make sure you follow because there are always competitions. Well, I say competitions. You basically have to retweet something and then you're in a chance of winning it. And the most recent thing, I mean, you know, this will be time sensitive. So in years to come, this won't make any difference. But we are giving away the complete series of The American Office uh, on Blu-ray, no less. So that's not a bad prize, is it? Oh, me? Yes, you! Oh, right. I thought you were asking the audience. Um, never seen it, uh, but it's a big, hefty box set, so yes. Yeah, I've never seen it, but it is a big thing, So uh, mm. and, the, and there's lots of things like that. So anyway, uh, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Where are you? I'm at Disappointed Choice. Uh, <laughs> you're getting, um, what's it called? Oh, not regret. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, oh, re- regret. Remorse. B- b- buyer's yeah. remorse or something like that. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, anyway. No, we're, we're definitely sticking with Gremlins because... You no. Know. No. Oh, are you sure? But what, what else? No, it's fine. Yeah, come on. It's, it's your fucking choice. I didn't force you. I know, but I'm an ideas man. <laughs> well, we'll see. I haven't watched it in years either, so, yeah. It feels like I should have chosen it at Christmas. It's a, such a Christmas film. Oh. <sighs> Well, oh god, this is fucking subject to change, isn't it? So, right, well, we'll, we'll come back with something <laughs> next time. So, 
Uh, I might cut all this out. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway. So what did you think of Condor Man? I told you. Well, no, just in case you cut all that out. Oh, no, no. It, it wasn't very good. Anyway, you, anyway, I'm not... What's your favourite bird? We've done all I'm not... Shut up. I'm going now. Right. Um, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time for some gremlins. Um, right, yeah. And uh, thank you for... That's been good. I've enjoyed tonight, though. So thank you. Yeah, I have. I have. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, where are you? Sorry, I've asked you this. I can't remember. I'm losing the will to live now. I'm sat at home. <laughs> where can people find you on social media? Oh, on social media. Well, on Twitter, you can find me at Eight Mutterings and anywhere else you can't right. find me. There you are. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, future Chris here. So... After all of that deliberation, all of that umming and ahhing and wringing of hands that Adam did about deciding whether to pick Robocop or Gremlins or Total Recall or whatever, he WhatsApped me a few days later after we recorded and he said, let's do Robocop instead. So we will be doing Robocop, not Gremlins. <sighs> you can't get the staff, can you? Anyway, thanks for listening. See you soon. <laughs>